now there's no reason to ever be homeless on the internet. The Gotham Chronicle podcast is back with a passion. Sometimes we stay on topic. Most of the time, we don't. You'll like it. It's nice. Well, hello, beautiful. What's your name? Ivy. My name was Ivy. Freedom calls. Ivy. She runs. The girl who never heard she couldn't do something. Watch out, world. Cause here she comes. And she's bound to teach you more than one thing. Poison Ivy. 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 Hello, 
welcome back, and you are listening to the Gotham Chronicle Podcast, Season 4B, folks. I'm Josh, and joining me is... This is Donovan. And this is Jan. So, we had a break. We didn't do all the specials during break that we said we were going to do, but we did a few convention coverages and stuff like that, so that was fun. So, But now we're back. Gotham's back. Lots of shenanigans going on. Homeless cops and... You know, for Jason Ritter, I'll, I'll, I'll give him this carrot. Uh, a homeless butler, um, 70s style porn commercials, a new Ivy, Bullock and the Prostitutes, you know, lots of stuff. But uh, it's a really great time. It's it, yeah, a great time was had by, yeah, more homeless cop murders, you know, uh, <laughs> love triangles, love quadrangles. But before we get into all that, uh, how, how is everybody's break? Um, it was good. I mean, like, as you say, you know, you, when we say we, we really mean you. Like you, you did some hustling in terms of the convention circuit. Um, some of that which people were able to hear about. Um, but again, I mean, I think for me coming back to this this episode, it felt like there was a season long break as opposed to just a hiatus. Uh, I didn't do anything. <laughs> Well, it doesn't have to be for Gotham. Just how was your break in general? You know, like we talked about Black Panther. We, you know. Oh yeah, I, I, uh, what is it? I was a guest host on your other podcast, the comic film review for the episode of Black Panther. That was fun. Um, oh, yeah. I got to yeah. got to meet your other friend, uh, Chris Linus. Linus. Yes, sure. Chris Linus. Sure, Linus. you don't know. <laughs> I've only known the guy for close to a decade. But you've met him in person. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the only one that has. (laughs) Um, I threatened to cut him within within an hour. Yeah, but I mean, you're not friends with Jan unless she threatens to cut you at one point. And Donovan and I did a podcast last night, Questions No Answers, where, like, oddly enough, like, the JCPD, like, came up there, too, so. (laughs) Because we're talking about police brutality, that's why. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Jan. Not not to spoil it. I don't know if Don edited this out, but in the middle of the show, when we're talking about police brutality, I say, you know, Don. I knew a woman. She was on her honeymoon, and a cop just burst in there and <laughs> shot her husband. That's left in. <laughs> oh my god! And we're talking about this like really serious like subject of like you know like like I like poured my heart out about like you know a personal event from my life, and then like. And then, like, I cap it with this, like, Gotham joke. But, um, yeah, the break was... Um, I can't. Uh, dur- yeah, during the break, I saw the... Um, if you haven't listened to those episodes, I recommend going yeah, back to... Yeah, I was going to say, um, just like, like a CB- CBF review, review spelled R-E-V-U-E, dot lipson.com, and qnoanswers.com. Uh, both of those episodes are out, available to download, where you can see uh, uh, the Jan and Combo uh, Film Review crossover and the Bertoni and Question We Have No Answers crossover. Well, and, and if you, you know, want to listen to the Gotham stuff that I did um, over the break, um, you know, I'd recommend going back uh, to hear it. Uh, ben and I went to Washington, D.C. for the D.C. and D.C. 2018 event and uh, got to hang out with the Gotham cast there, uh, had fun partying with them. And then just this, like, less than a week ago from when we're recording this, I went to New York City and, you know, met up with the cast again for another thing, which... Uh, did an episode about that, you know, some interviews with Marina Baccarin, Robin Lord Taylor, Corey Michael Smith, and uh, and Ben McKenzie, who, um, as he revealed to me, and you'll hear in that episode, you know, my account of it, 
Gordon is a homeless cop again. You know, Donovan and I have noticed we have not seen that apartment at all this season. Now we know why. Ben McKenzie told me they tore the set down. Why? To build another Falcone Manor. Because the Falcone. Which is not in this episode. Yeah. The Falcones have like more than enough friggin' houses, but like Gordon's not even allowed to have one. You know, like it's it, it's this whole like one percent versus the ninety nine percent thing. So <laughs> okay, <laughs> he is the one percent. Ninety nine percent is the rest of the show taking his home for other sets. <laughs> but why? Why? <laughs> Well, like, <laughs> the very first time that we talked to producers about it, they said that Gordon didn't have a home because they had to build an Arkham Asylum set. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Like three years ago. <laughs> well, you know, budgets. Yeah, well, they said that they spent all their money on the Arkham Asylum set. I remember how happy Ben McKenzie was when he told me, great news, Gordon has a home in season three. And like, <laughs> class, like, <laughs> in, like, Stell was at the table with me where that happened. <laughs> we saw it throughout season three, but I was like... I remember I said to like um, Ben, not Ben McKenzie, but like, you know, uh, the, the little Ben, I was like, I don't know, Ben, we haven't seen the house this season at all. Well, I, I remember in the show, the dialogue. Who's laughing like, now? Uh, Benjamin. I, I remember. Wow. Bruce, I remember Bruce saying, so this is where you live. It was like a big reveal. And now yes. I never again. Yes. This is where I've lived the whole time that you knew me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah With my bounty hunter money. <laughs> <laughs> of oh god that was such a bad storyline <laughs> that was a year ago <laughs> so so we're we're back a dinosaur story uh <laughs> where to <Wow>. be <laughs> maggie geeha uh, co- comes from her like you know hungry caterpillar cocoon and you know <laughs> and becomes a beautiful butterfly named Peyton list uh, so we have a new Ivy. She kills some people, steals a Bumblebee shirt because it reminds her of the days when she was Claire Foley. You know, uh, <laughs> goes back to some house. Was that her house? She's like Doctor like, Who. Oh, it's, it's, it's like, oh, I remember this era. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the scarf. Yeah. yeah. Go, go, goes to Pornhub.com on TV and, like, sees, like, a siren, <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> One oh, of the God. weirdest things ever. Which is like, you know, yeah. this like Sirens uh, commercial can't. for their club opening up with like big hair, cellophane, and like one night hunter music. Like, come to the Sirens club. Met women drink free and men don't. You gotta include and the Selena's... audio in this episode. Oh, oh, we're gonna. Oh, we're gonna. <laughs> and Selena's <laughs> like, the Sirens club. It's nice. <laughs> it's fun. You should, you should, you should totally come. <laughs> Tacados. So she's like, I remember you, and I hated you, and I was like, What? No, Selena was your friend. Why you say that? But okay, whatever. You know. <laughs> That's really? The show. Uh, we'll talk about that. Later. Why you gotta be so yeah, mean, yeah. Ivy? Why you gotta be so mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, Alfred's slumming in the narrows, and he runs into homeless cop, and <laughs> and he's also like, So in where's the your place? Oh. My place is around the corner. Oh, yeah, my, my place is around the corner, too. Well, mine has, you know, five bedrooms. Oh, yeah, well, my, mine has six bedrooms. I mean, I totally have a home. So do I. Oh, so do I. <laughs> and, and then, like, an explosion happens, and they're like, oh, thank God, we don't have to, like, you know. because <laughs> Measure our houses. <laughs> yeah, like, thank God we don't have to keep up this line anymore, because there was an assassination attempt on, I guess, what would you call Lee now? Like she's like a community organizer, like, like the queen of the narrows. But like, like, 
What is she even like? I, I don't even know. Like what? I mean, I guess she's queen of the nerds. She's but, like, starting a union. Yeah, like she's like, we want better houses, better. Like, is she running for like president? You know, like or what? I don't know. She's so, trying to rally people to to work together to make the community yeah. better. And they've never heard so, that type of talk. So Gordon and his JCVD investigations, you know, figures out that the person who was targeted in this explosion is the doc. And apparently he forgot, like, all of season one where everyone was just calling Leslie the doc, including, like, Bullock. There's, like, so many clips of season one where Bullock's like, you and the doc, eh? You and the doc. He's like, I must find out who this mysterious doc is. And he <laughs> he goes to Barbara's club and he's like, Barbara. Who is the doc? And Barbara smiles at the camera like she's Jim Halpert from The Office. Like, oh, the doc. Well, he's a dangerous character. You should totally nope, shoot him. Nope, no, no, no. Never said the gender. Just kept saying the doc. Right, Actually, I, I think that she said, said he. Go, I think she said, oh, he's a bad dude or whatever. No, yeah, the go, doc go, is a bad person. Yeah, go, Gordon, Gordon said. Bad. Yeah, Gordon said the gender, though. But, like, yeah, like. Like, oh, the doc, really bad person. Why? You should shoot them in the face if you see them. What? I would never do a thing like that at all. <laughs> oh, yeah. She I, totally tried to get her killed. <laughs> I was like, Damn. I resent that. I resent that implication right there, you know? You mean resemble <laughs> that implication? <laughs> Who said that? I'll shoot you. <laughs> <laughs> and there's more fun at the club where we get a rerun from, like, season three where, you know, like, Peyton List does the same thing Maggie Gia does, goes into the Sirens Club, teases Selena that she knows who she is. Selena's like, who is this person? You know, and Selena's also distracted by, like, Bruce's latest storyline where Bruce basically shows up to remind us that, like, he's a, you know, bratty teenager who fired Alfred, you know, kind of bring the audience That's up That's only seen in the entire show. It yeah, is, but I'm, it's just to reinforce spiraling. Yeah, it's to reinforce it and to, like, you know, it, I like scenes of him and Selena together. There's a lot of like I I mentioned, um, I think on Twitter that like this episode is a reunion of exes because you have Gordon and True. Lee, Gordon and Barbara, Bullock and Gordon, uh, Selena and Bruce, <laughs> Bullock and the prostitutes. <laughs> yes, Bullock and the prostitutes. Yeah, Bullock and the bar because like is that the same bar that that like he uh, worked? No, at that's in a different two? bar. Okay, because remember he had like a bar in season two for some he reason. He owned that one though. And they do the exact same, they the exact same um, um, scene where it's like, "Come back to the cops." I can't. I like it here. Okay. Only this time we don't have Sarah S in the kill, so he, so he won't. Oh yeah, <laughs> man! I'm glad you're here to make me like realize that this episode isn't as good as I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't my attention, but like it, it, it is partly clip show. Yeah. <laughs> so Gordon finds his way to the you know investigates this whole thing and eventually everyone winds up in the narrows where he sees you know lee and they have the awkward union she's like hey he's like hey how long have you been back a little while Uh oh you look good jim i mean you look the same jim yeah how's mario are are you serious (laughs) (laughs) nice what i'm i'm trying to be polite how's that douchebag husband of yours He's dead, Jim. What? Who's the son of the bitch that killed him? I'll cut him. <laughs> He's like, shoot him. Shoot him. He doesn't cut people. Which Gordon does one scene later where um, we f- <laughs> the person who tried to kill Lee before is like running an alley. Enigma goes to confront him where he reveals that, you know, another ripped off plot. This time they ripped off the Ford Focus commercial. So like, uh... <laughs> oh, my God. It's true. <laughs> actually, actually, that's a callback. 
That is true, yeah. <laughs> to the yeah. Ford Focus continuity. That Nigma <laughs> hired this person, and he forgot that he hired this person. And they're talking in the alley, and Gordon sees him, and he's like, Oh my gosh, he's got a gun, GCPD! Ah, I did it. I saved the day. Now to interrogate this witness. Oh my gosh, he's dead! Pretty much. That's actually happened. Ed, how'd this happen? Did you see the son of a bitch that shot him? Oh my god, that's not even an exaggeration. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, and in the midst of all this, you know, Solomon Grundy, who, you know, is Butch again, and he goes to Tabitha. He's like, Tabby, it's me. I love you. I forgot all about and that. You, and you love me. And we're both consenting adults. And there's nothing to stop us both from being together. Nothing to keep us apart. Therefore, this is goodbye. Also, why the heck are you still working with the person that shot me in the face? Uh, <laughs> I thought about that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Gordon does. Oh, and Alfred's uh, implicate. God, a lot happens. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's a very is, dense, dense episode. Yeah, it is. Like, because Alfred's, it's like, famed for, like, the murder of, like, a waitress that he, like, you know, had, like, a love, like, moment with for all of, like, three seconds. And uh, <laughs> it's actually funny because <laughs> Gordon's, like, saying to Harper, what? Alfred, he wouldn't hurt a fly. And Harper's, like, are you even serious right now? What about the time when he like broke into an interrogation room and stabbed somebody in the hand? Yeah, but you know it was, was his play. <laughs> it was his play. Okay. What or about the time he, he took... started like chasing people and shooting them. <laughs> okay, but well, th- that was that was a life or death situation. What about the time when he took Hugo Strange to a roof and held him by his tie? <laughs> Otherwise, he'd fall to his death. Yeah, but there was the Alex Heck virus. <laughs> what about the time when he met Selena Kyle outside of Bruce's school and punched her in the face? Yeah, well, I'm sure she did something to deserve that. <laughs> well, the time <laughs> she actually did. So. did. Didn't they get into a fight at one point, or am I imagining that? Selena and Alfred. Alfred and Gordon. I'm, I'm might be imagining that. They, they've never come to blows. Didn't like um, Alfred like or Alfred like Sean Pertwee? They like, team up at, a lot. Yeah, didn't like Sean Pertwee tell me at San Diego this year that there was going to be like a father love triangle for like. I mean, I don't know. I was between I would, Alfred I, and Gordon. They kicked me out before the thing started, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> Alfred resists arrest and like runs away and like isn't punished for it. And then uh, they all wind up at Bullock's bar where everybody knows your name. And Bullock's like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, I ain't getting involved in this Gotham plotline again. <laughs> you all have your fun." Dun dun. So, I know that we missed a lot, but like you know, these fake recaps. Oh, I don't know if we did. Too. I mean, it was a very busy episode. Uh, you covered I mean, the I, entire I, episode. Ivy, Ivy, almost killing Selena. You know, like the things like that. But yeah, it's uh, whew. this was almost everything was touched upon here. Like the only th- the only like major characters that we didn't see were like Roz, who's still like hiding in Barbara Keen's like palm, and Sophia, and who's Penguin. like hiding in Gordon's caller ID. And uh, oh yeah, Penguin and Jerome. That's right, they weren't there. I think uh, I forgot about them, but it's it's still a very busy episode. Oh yeah, it's um. I mean, and I told Dawn because uh, I, I try and avoid some spoilers around Jan because she she likes to come into these episodes as fresh as possible. Dawn just doesn't give a shoot. So like, <laughs> I I said to Dawn, this might be my second favorite episode of the season, and Dawn's like, oh, you always say that. I was just uh, I was just going to repeat myself. <laughs> Well, like, behind the um, Martine, like, Penguin's, like, dinner gala episode with Professor Pig, like, that was my favorite one this season, uh, just in how intense it was, but I really liked this one a lot. Um, I mean, and we'll go we'll go character, plotline and stuff by character, but 
I was really digging it and you know and seeing it live is always a different experience because I saw the screening of this and when you're seeing it with an audience it's and with the cast right it's like so what'd you think yeah <clears throat> yeah <laughs> well I'm not gonna lie but <laughs> uh, it, it you know it is a euphoric experience like which is one reason why you Stell and I loved the pilot when we saw it live and stuff like that but I didn't fall asleep this time like I did at Tribeca like I made <laughs> I made sure I got so much sleep the night before I went to New York this time. Like, cause I was like remembering Tribeca and just like how I was running on fumes. And I was like, I cannot do that again. I like, <laughs> I locked myself in bed. Um, so I could, so I could stay awake. So, but yeah, I, there was some surprises and stuff like that too. So what were your, does, does this get a pass fail for you? Uh, Jan. This episode. Yeah. Yeah. Pass. Okay. Please Donovan. elaborate more. I, I, I want to hear what you think. <laughs> he said it, it's it's like a yes or no question. It is like it's like well, yes you, or no and why. Well, <laughs> so, well, like, yeah, you, you you can briefly tell us why. I mean, we'll go like deeper into like the meat of it. I'm sure, but uh, you guys can guess the main reason. The hair. Tabitha no. Bush. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a problem. <laughs> yeah, we don't talk. About it's not it. even. It's not even really that good of a ship. I don't know why I'm so obsessed. <laughs> it's really weird because like their relationship like was not even like a healthy one for a while. Like it, it was still like not really a healthy one. That's true, but like now it's like oh Tabitha like... and Butch, and like you forget like oh yeah, they they first got together because she like sat on top of him while he was threatening to like drill her with his like magic hand that one time in season two <laughs> that sounds completely different but um i think didn't, I like she, didn't she torture him too like to find his trigger word yes like uh back when penguin like had control over him or was that zaz no that- zaz was the one that brainwashed him in the first place god this show has been really <laughs> it's been a strange few years Yes. Don? Uh, what did I think? I liked it. I, um, yeah, honestly, it, it was entertaining. And I think that, like, um, the pacing was pretty solid. Like, it, it very it very quickly went from character to character, and everyone was kind of doing something. Um, I think that... I don't, I don't really have any problems with, like, the episode, to be honest. I think that, like, any, any problems I have are kind of just, like... Kind of endemic yeah. to Gotham, and I'll, and I'll get to those when I get to those. It's, it's stuff that we've seen before, more so than any kind of any new thing. Um, I do I, honestly, I do wish that we, that we were we saw more about Bruce rather than just he was literally a cameo in like in his own show. Um, <laughs> not that he's That's really not bad. I mean, not that he's the main character, but like <laughs> I tend to be more interested in his, in his stuff. And it was like you know, um, oh man, Ed, Ed, is, Ed is going to you know follow this guy, and I was like, I, I, I don't. I care about Bruce more more than care about other characters. So like, it was a little disappointing to see him kind of literally show up for like sixty seconds. But it was cool seeing Alfred on his own, and I like seeing Lucius uh, continue to be a character. <laughs> we didn't even mention Lucius in that recap. Like, yes, we did. <laughs> you did. Oh, I did. Okay. Yeah, oh, well, like, I, mean, I get we'll into that like, like like that wacky scene with him. But like, I I dug this episode. I don't I don't think that like it's this this magical resurgence of quality. But like, it was it was a fun episode. Quality, quality hair care products. Apparently, like some Aquanet oh my was gosh. abused in this. I am never getting over that hair. I don't. I don't know. 
I mean, John <laughs> says to me last night, Jan's going to talk about the hair. I guarantee it. Like, <laughs> shut up, shut up. <laughs> like you guys are going to oh, talk oh, about the hair. It was like really it's a bad. secret. <laughs> it was really bad. It was just like really upsetting to look at. I was like. And they are you talking about the that. hair in the commercial or the hair yes. in the rest of the episode? Yeah. Just the com- also, also Selena's like, and I was so glad Don sent me that screen cap of the end of um, Batman Returns. I was like, that is literally what I thought she looked like this entire episode. She was at <laughs> Four, the bar with her five, really big. Still alive. Yeah, she almost had a fro in this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, that Aquanet got abused this episode. I mean, I Holy thought Penguin had ridiculous hair. Nope. <laughs> a city of justice, a city of love, a city of hairspray. Also, like um, um, uh, the waitress character, I thought her hair was, was like something out of, out of like the, the, the live-action Grinch movie. Uh, oh, actually, oh, God, I, this I, is my new girlfriend, waitress from the 1950s. What were you saying, Jan? Oh, I've actually seen when I was in high school in the nineties. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, actually in the nineties, uh, <laughs> in the nineties, and then school in the eighties. Girls had bangs like that all the time. It just—it's a lot of hairspray. I'll choose to believe that. <laughs> Let me get you a picture of Kelly Kapowski from uh, Saved by the Bell. <gasps> it's all right, cause I'm saved by the bell. I mean, I mean, yeah. this this show has had had crazy hair before. Let's let's we forget like um, the Court of Owls woman. I forget her name. I think her yeah. hair is pretty wild. Let's not forget um, when uh, Penguin was um, the kingpin and his hair was like straight up during that whole Headhunter episode. I know. Well, I mean, in this. Oh, episode, but, but by, by uh, the way, you guys know Headhunter's coming back. It does Reddit say that or what? Like it's well. First, a few months ago, there was like pictures of him like on the set with an eye patch, which is weird because Penguin didn't stab him in the eye. Like you know, like yeah, the well, second would... one was his signature, the second stab. Yeah, it's like I, he. There was pictures of him on set, and then like recently in the like Futon Critic solicitations, like yeah, the actor it says so and so as Headhunter. So yeah, he's coming back. I'm so angry. So Does angry. he come back as a white dude? I hope so. That'd be hilarious. Then maybe the fanboys like, died and came back white. <laughs> my soul. What happened to my soul? <laughs> well, the, re- the revolving door of death on the show is like just like even Headhunter like doesn't get to stay dead. I guess. I was gonna say something, man. I forget what it was. Oh yeah, I was- <laughs> he, he's, he's gonna play. He's gonna play Ivy. <laughs> oh god. I was going to say that like um, of all the different hair uh, haircuts and hairstyles, I. Like Tabitha has a different hairstyle, but that looks like something that like human beings would actually do to themselves. And and, and granted, you know, I, I I defer to Jan's hair expertise because she she worked in it for a while. But like, um, a lot of it just felt very um, theatrical. Like like Barbara Keene had that like uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Dan Carlo hair haircut with like kind of the, the invisible headband and like the short hair, which is fine. I mean, I'm not saying it looked bad. It just it just looked like you stop and kind of turn around when people have hair like that and like you know Cameron Beacon Dova's hair was like bigger than her true <laughs> um, sure. she could have climbed into it and disappeared it, it, it's just um, amusing and, and I even noticed that like uh, Peyton List's hair which I think is, is actually very natural like, like went from like you know kind of like droopy, droopy when she came out of that, that uh, butterfree cocoon to like, like she, 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 she did her hair when she went out on the town which is you know Hollywood um, <laughs> well, she's a yeah. Pokemon she um she washed all the gunk out of it that was weighing it down. I mean, this poison ivy, just, I'm sorry, and ahead. then just curled it. 
this poison ivy definitely seems to have an affinity for like going out in nice dresses because like she sees a dress and immediately puts it on. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm guess that's a, that's part of her character now. In, in addition to food, um, that uh, she kind of has this sort of like 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 little girl dressing in kind of mommy's you know night evening gown kind of thing going on. Even though like I mean, I don't think she's supposed to have that personality anymore. I mean, we can we can talk about that later on. Yeah. Actually, that, that is a good thing to talk about, though, is, like, the new Ivy, because that's one of the big <laughs> things of this episode. We are on Ivy number three, and I've just about, when this happened, like, the news, I just about lost my patience with, like, okay, yet another version of Ivy. Are we really doing this again? Like, because it's not like we even had a few years of Maggie Gia. Like, you know, like, it's... She was around for a season and and a bit of change, and they were kind of just figuring out like to pull for her, and then she's already being recasted. But I mean, I had said you can hear those episodes that we did at the beginning mm-hmm. of the season where I said that I liked her, like, and I liked her interaction with Penguin. I said she's funny. I like her on the show, but she's not Ivy. And when I saw this episode, I was like, okay this is poison ivy for me like she's you know and it's no offense to what maggie gia did or you know claire foley who it's just those those girls were not ivy and how they acted i didn't feel like i was watching poison ivy on screen like this person the way she carries herself paid and less like she just and again i'm not blaming the actresses it's just the direction and the writing that they were given for their characters you know like she's owns every she owns the room when she walks in She's aggressive. She's the cock of the walk. She's like, you know, she will eat you up and like spit you out. We're like, you know, Maggie Gia and like Claire Foley, you can like scare them away, you know, like, like, like a lion and a mouse or something. Uh, so I really dug what they did with Ivy in this episode, and I was not expecting that. My only real criticism of it is like, once again, we had like another scene, like, and again, it's only been a year and, and a few months since the last time they did the scene of like, New Ivy going into the Sirens nightclub, toying with Selena, Selena being near Bruce saying, what's with that girl? She's so familiar. Like, like, okay, we're doing this again. But uh, yeah. So what do you both think of new Ivy? Uh, I thought her power was interesting. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I, just, I don't care what they do to her. It's just, it's just, she's just really gross to me in general. Because of the, um, the, like, she's still a baby. Girl. She's still a baby, and they're they're trying to make her older and older, as if to try to erase the fact. Like, let's just make her super sexy. Like her her boobs are all out, her legs are all out. And ooh, look how sexy she is! But she's still a child, and it's still gross to me. And I I personally can't get over it. I did think it was like really cool, like when she like um put that po- um, the poison ivy in that guy with the touch. I thought that was awesome. Um, because of the way that she did it, and I still have an issue with her being so chemmy, but uh, whatever. They they don't. They're just like, oh, she just knows this stuff. She just knows how to do it. Oh yeah. And they don't. They never actually really. I know. Like since they season one. Yeah, um, and then they never. Not once do they even try to explain how she learns this stuff. She's like, oh, this plant is called this. How? How do you know that? You don't have any books laid out. You're not like watching TV or something. I'm I'm super confused. But whatever. 
Yeah. She just touches the plant and then she knows things, I guess. She touches plants and she knows things. If Claire Foley was still on the show, like, how old, like, because she always looked like a little girl, but, like, how old, like, would she be, like, as old as Cameron B. Condova is now? Like, because I guess can we assume that had the original Ivy aged in, in real time, is she still a child trapped in a kid's body? I, I feel like she would, I mean, I think, I think one way or another she would still be underage. Like, She's 16 yeah, right probably. now. Yeah. Okay. So how old was she? Like, was it been four years? I so know. she was, like, literally 12. Right. In so, that first season. Yeah. So uh, Ivy is 16. And then they've aged her up to someone 20 years older than that. And then they're going to have her clawing all over. I think Bait List is like 33. <laughs> yeah. 20 years older. And then they're going to have her pawing all over um, underage David Davima's house. And I'm just, I'm not okay with any of this. I know they're the same age in character, but well, yeah. eventually it's still. Ugh. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of leaning towards Gentry. I'm, I'm not. I really, I, I hate to, I hate to say this because I know Josh was was like just oozing positivity from this because well, no, it, that's okay. It is the first time that like they're actually paying attention to who the character of Pamela Isley, it, Pamela Isley, Poison Ivy is at least ideally. Um, I really can't get there uh, in terms of how they want me to react because a it's a it's a cheat. It's a, it's a total just like you're kind of just cheating to get to the finish line um, because they're aging her up. Um, which is, which is still just like, I, I, I don't know why it, it's very much like, um, it kind of reminds me, it's, it's, it's different, but it's kind of similar to like kind of the course correction that Riverdale took with like, uh, that, uh, Oh yeah. Grundy. Uh, God, let's, let's please. No. Well, I, I mean that like that Riverdale one for one way or another, they course corrected that. You know, they got, they got away from that and they never looked back <laughs> except in, Oh wait. Um, uh, Janet hasn't uh, seen season two, but, um, so I, I won't. I won't no, I have not say. seen season two. Okay, but, um, so I won't say. But, uh, I won't say how that how that's revisited. But um, in what way? But this is like they're trying to. I mean, it's not so much that they're committing this, but they're trying to like just like, like oh look, it's poison ivy, isn't that awesome? But as a result, they're committing to this sort of thing, and that's just that's just not. That's, the whole idea of Gotham is for these characters to kind of grow into it naturally and kind of see how they get there. And they're literally just like kind of evolving her like a Pokemon. Like, oh, look at all the change she's gone through. It's not character <laughs> development. She's an Ivysaur. Oh, <laughs> God. Both of you. Davima's house takes her to uh, a Pokemon battle, you know, like. Uh. <laughs> Ivysaur. Oh no, she's evolving. Maggie Gia has evolved into Peyton. Venusaur. <laughs> Well, because well, I remember one of Don's criticisms last year was he uh, – th- it was the scene where, you know, like, Selena goes to Bruce. She's like, it's Ivy. How do you know it's her? Because she's eating all my food. And, like, Don's thing was like, that's how you know it's Ivy because she's eating all your food, not because of anything about, like, plants or anything like that. And I feel like they're doing that here. And, I mean and, – it and doesn't matter both because both it's, 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 Ill- it's illegitimate characterization. I mean, well, I both mean, of, both of you are right that it it comes with baggage. But like, if this was the Ivy that we had in season one, there was never a Claire Foley or Maggie Gia. Would you feel any differently about it if it was this well, uh, same I'm person? Actually, I feel I'm weird not, that not... she was so old when she's clearly. This... <laughs> I just feel really weird about that. Well, I'm not like I'm not... how she is really old now. I'm not. I'm not done with what I was trying to say. Um, <laughs> Sorry. It's it's like it's like with Justice League, quite frankly. It's like oh wow, the team's together. It's, it's like but this was such a rushed kind of production. 
with with I I mean I think it would have been better if they kind of like showed her gather more of an interest in plants. And yeah, you can change say, oh, she liked plants when she was a little girl, but like, and there was one episode where she talked about mushrooms, but like, seriously, like whenever she yeah. was on screen, like 90% of the time she was not doing things that were like Ivy like. So where you have her kind of do it now, I, Peyton List did a great job. I, I actually think that she's a, she's far and away like the best actress that they've hired for this role. I think that she carried herself very well and I enjoy, I, I enjoyed the scenes that she was in. Um, but I'm not saying finally we have our Ivy that I was expecting because I wasn't I was never saying that from the begin with because it was a really kind of like a, they, they're kind of juking the stats in that in that way as we mentioned last night. Um, so like I'm 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 interested to see how how they're kind of really realizing her in this way, but I can't really accept it uh, because it is so illegitimate. Um, uh-huh. but, but but I will, but at the same time like like the best. I think that like the way that they got to Peyton List actually uh, detriments her performance because her performance is really good, and it, it is and it is a shame. But seriously, that's that's we're still dealing with this kind of like a character continuity, and you can't kind of help how people are going to react to that. Yeah, um, I, I am realizing too. Like it's kind of a weird bookends that like when I went to New York for Tribeca, that was the episode where. Um, like Maggie Gia like takes those chemicals and like starts to like you know drag involve and then um when I came back to New York this last month that was the episode where she comes out of the like cocoon so <laughs> it's actually weird like you know like <laughs> when are we gonna see Poison Ivy again the next time you go back to New York I guess like like because that was a long while like she's missed all like the Professor Pig Sophia Falcone like plotline stuff that's true yeah. um I also just want to point out that uh, they did really do the plant thing in the continuity really well because when she was younger, she really liked plants. Um, and then when she became Maggie Gia, she was like all about plants. Like when she went into that creeper guy's house, he wanted to like rape her. Um, she was like looking at his plants, dude. I just the way that guys look at her really creeps me out, and it I get me it out a lot. Last year. Like I don't know why I'm over it now, but I, I was I, I like I was creeped out last year, and I, and I and I still should be, but I guess I'm over it. Yeah, I'm too am over like teenage <laughs> girls getting um, predated on by men, but whatever. And you know that people well, are like watching this show, going, "Oh my god, she's so hot! I would totally bone her." And then she's still like underage, dude. Yeah, um, well, I got we, that text from Ben just ten minutes ago. I mean, because if you if you think about how they did it, I was actually thinking a lot about Uma Thurman in this because it was very kind of similar. And if you think about that, like because in the comics, Pamela Isley was sort of this um, kind of more conventional, kind of homely looking woman who gained a lot of self confidence through her powers and kind of became this sort of vampish, sexy lady. And if you think about how they did in Batman and Robin, it's it's. It's pretty much the same thing. We're like, you know, she's not physically different besides her power. She looks just like Uma Thurman before and after, just without her glasses. So, so it's not as though they had to cheat to make her hot, for lack of a better phrase. But they did, and it's just like this. This just feels. I mean, we we've ranted about this a lot, but I think that like every time they remind us of that, it's hard. You know, I think that we'd be doing a disservice to the ethics of the conversation if we don't get back to what brought us there in the first place. I guess it's because she was Claire Foley two actresses ago as opposed to one actress ago. Like, it's it's easier for me to... I don't want to say ignore it. Because, like, 
Nothing yeah. that you two are saying is not true because, like, I totally had those same feelings last year, and like, I can't really disagree with those feelings now. I'm just like, well, there is distance it, between it, between it, last year and this year. It, it, it's because there's so much distance, and and because I don't know, like, I'm I'm ready to just accept the fact that like we're not getting like a BS like you know Ivy anymore. That like we're getting you know someone who's not like a, a, a buffoon, and I liked. It took me a a while to grow to have Maggie Gia grow on me because, like, they weren't really sure what to do with her. But, like, once she started teaming up with Penguin and was this, like, you know, Miss Tessmacher sidekick, I was like, oh, this is fun. This is an Ivy, though. Yeah, it it was a little bit controversial, though. I I mean, like, I don't think they've ever. I think that, like, this is the first time they seem to have an idea of what to do with her because Claire Foley hardly appeared in the show. Maggie Gia hardly appeared in the show. I mean, she she really she really did barely. I mean, she was gone for like yeah. Episodes. It was really weird. So like, it's not as though Poison Ivy is a character that they've ever seriously committed to. Like, there's not there's not she's not as consistently shown as as Riddler is, or even some of the even some of the season long villains like Galavan or Mad Hatter or whatever. So it, <laughs> it's funny that Maggie Gia never appeared because she was like billed as like a series regular in season one. And, like, when we went to Comic-Con that first year and, like, everyone's face was on a bus, like, Claire Foley had, like, a bus face. Like, do you remember that? Yeah, it's kind of embarrassing. Yeah, like, like she had as much prominence as, like, Barbara Keene and, like, Harvey Bullock and, like, everyone, like, else did in the promotional material. Before Poison Ivy, there was Claire Foley in the pilot and then, like, never again. And, yeah, and then she was she a did, pilot appearance of the not, thing. She did not do much that, like, because like, I remember we saw her again, um... And, um, oh, what's Lovecraft? Because, like, Bruce and Selena were on the run, and that was when, like, she met Bruce. And it was like, hey, <laughs> my dad was shot because they accused him of killing your parents. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think that, like, the last thing I'll just, just kind of conclude oh, is yeah. with, um, uh, <laughs> Oh, go ahead with what you were saying, and then I'll make my I mean, my, pa- uh, pa- my pa- Paintless is, is great. It's just, it, and, like, and I think that, like, because, um, again, she, she was Golden Glider on The Flash, or she was doing an equally fun kind of arch performance but I mean this this is Gotham and like when I say this is Gotham I don't mean like the place or the show it's like just the writing that's just you know uh, and I'll go back to the writing in this episode yeah so I'm never getting over it because it's gross 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 they reveal that that Claire Foley's character was um was an adult all along even in season one that's still like, why would you have <laughs> the only way to solve that problem is to read that's like a fucking anime where you have like oh there's this like you know this lolly kind of you know character who's very innocent and, honey like, and clover yeah but like, she's like really a thousand years old you and stella showed me with that like school and like the kid that was in drag and then like there's like a little boy in like their club but then it turns out he's not a little boy oh, oh or in hus or in high school Orin-Hus. like yeah, but yeah. that's 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 not the same thing. But like, but there 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 are shows that tend to kind of pull that. Oh, it's okay because they're really a thousand years old trick, which is totally just morally <laughs> bankrupt. But but the or or high school is not that kind of show. Though. Not with everyone's in high school. It was chill. <laughs> Speaking of Claire Foley, like when like <laughs> the the thought hit me recently because of how far removed we are from those days, like. When Ivy is, like, at that club and, like, Barbara and, like, Celine and Tabitha, like, you should leave. It's, like, <laughs> Ivy should be, like, <laughs> remember the days when, like, when you came home to your house all drunk and Celine and I were eating cereal because we crashed at your house and we were, like, besties? Like, I totally forgot that, like, that was a thing that, like, 
Yeah. Selena, Selena and Barbara Keene and Ivy too, like know each other. Cause like they all lived in Barbara Keene's apartment for five minutes in season one because they like crashed there and Barbara was too drunk to kick them out. Remember that? Yep. And, and, and Ivy like pretended to be Babs to Gordon on the phone. Yeah. That, that was before that. That was before no, Barbara came home. No, drunk. no, no, no. Barbara called. Yeah. For Jim, and then Ivy answered the phone, pre- pre- pretending to be like a girl, like who's J- like, like yeah, like he Jim can't come to the phone right now. Ooh, like yeah, she's part of the reason why they're broken up. Technically, they've been sexing her up since season one. <laughs> because <laughs> I-, I guess we can ask ourselves, like, and it, it, it's almost not worth it to ask. But I mean, the qu- the thought is already halfway there, so I'm just gonna let it gestate. You know, like. uh had Ivy not like done that, basically cock blocked them, would Barbara have gotten in touch with Jim and would they have been able to reconcile before he and Lee got together, basically altering like the course of the last few seasons? Barbara's parents would still be alive. She never would have been kidnapped by the ogre. Uh, I guess there'd be no Sirens Nightclub. The whole Galavan thing would have turned out differently. Like, dang, <laughs> Ivy's gone and screwed up the timeline. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. that. I'm, I'm like squinting to kind of you know see in the back of my mind all those sequences of this. that was that really was a long time ago. That was a long time ago. Like it's like yeah, like like when, when I see Barbara and like Selena now like teaming up, like owning a nightclub together, it's like oh yeah, you two first met because like you were squatting at her apartment and she was too drunk to kick you out. Like remember that scene in season one where like Barbara's getting Selena ready for her like date with Bruce, and she's like telling her like use your sexuality to like you know mess with men and selena's like aren't you single and alone yes <laughs> which is interesting because like um we should probably move on very soon but like, but like selena kyle does that as an adult but but um she's 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 really kind of butch in this show which which is which is an interesting kind of like development to have but like um she's yet to really and i'm not saying she ought to be doing this now but like uh that's not really stuck with her for a while i don't think it's cool if we listen to, to Alec Poison Ivy. It's just too, too bad that like she's still, you know, one years old. And well, <laughs> moving on to like what's the closest thing in that orbit, the sirens, and we all know what war we're going to talk about with them specifically. Oh, I remembered commercial. my point that I was going to make. <laughs> oh, go ahead, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. I was just letting go you guys ahead. go, and then I like completely forgot. But um, go for it. I never expected to get an actual poison ivy out of this show. Um, so I'm not exactly disappointed. I'm just kind of like whatever at her existence at this point. Yeah. yeah. It's worthwhile to So the sirens, specifically that porn commercial that they did. And I think, <laughs> I think we, I was in the audience, like at this Tumblr thing and I legitimately said, what the heck like out loud like i was like what am i watching like i think i said that out loud too like what 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 is this and like yeah. oh, oh oh and by the way just like what what one brief last ivy exit before we continue on this freeway uh because because jam made a point about this and when i said it too like when she's like i remember you i hated you like uh do you think that's like she hates selena like Oh, yeah, because Selena did use her more than once for money when she was Maggie Geha and working for Penguin. Remember, she betrayed her? 
She's like, yeah, she asked all these questions, like, how many guns do we have, and blah, 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 and then also rejected her from the sirens. I would have thought that, I thought that they were on good terms, and, like, that Selena at least has, like, been there for her, like, through everyone else. Like, Selena saved her life in season one when she was, like, dying in the street. Yeah, that was season one. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, like, yeah, Barbara and Jim were engaged in season one, so, like, you know, look what happened there. Yeah, but in the last season, she used her, and then, I mean, she did say, yeah, don't hurt her, but that was about it. Um, But she did betray her, and then uh, she also went, she's like, I want to be part of it, too, and they were like, no. So So that makes sense. Because uh, she wanted to be with all three of them, and they didn't let her into the sirens, which is weird because she's actually an original siren. Yeah. yeah that's well, cool. actually, yeah. an idea is. Okay, I mean, I could see her hating Tabitha because especially when she's like rude to Tabitha, but then again, you always were Ooh, like <laughs> mysterious. But like, I was like, yeah, Tabitha is rude. Like, so like, <laughs> I could totally see that. Um, all right, so yeah, the sirens, like that commercial. Like, I want to know like what Barbara's like rejected ideas for like that commercial were that like she like put in front of them. Like, then we're going to be in a bubble bath having a pillow fight and say, "Come to the sirens," you know. And then like, well, I think that like, um, I'll be honest, you can always drink for free. I I thought that, and that like then uh, don't. I thought it was actually legitimately funny. I really did. It is. Oh, it, it, it was funny. <laughs> like, 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 not, not in the. This is so weird that like, what, what has Gotham doing? Although there's a lot of that there, but like, yeah, that hair. It's going for a. It's going for like a silly joke, and I think it achieves it. It is the campiest thing this show has done. I it mean, is. I mean, I mean, like oh, my it beer. is. <laughs> because if, even Babs has become this like this like this. 1960s Batman villain, where she's parody like, of herself. I told you the commercial was a good idea. It's, it's like she's just this, this like wacky entrepreneurial, <laughs> like like it, it, she turns into a man. <laughs> she digivolves just like a, a poison ivy. Um, I mean, I mean, it's 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 her hair did. It's 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 weird. <laughs> and hair like, count. Um, I mean, I mean, Josh keeps on harping up that, that it's, it's like this late night porn thing. It's more, I, I like the idea that like, because it's called the sirens, it's almost like the siren call of like, you know, come and go to our club. Come to uh, 1977. Hold on, hold on. on. Um, Don, my friend, have you ever stayed up really late at night and seen one of those one nine hundred number commercials? No, I don't know what you're talking about. Yes. Chat with yeah. real so back, girls. Yeah, those because back in the eighties and nineties, they looked exactly like those commercials, like the hair, the hair. Yeah. <laughs> well, why, why couldn't they just look the way that they normally do? Well, like, why did Barbara I, make them dress like that? Like they're sexy on their own. Well, I'm not. Well, I'm not saying that there's no connection between that and, and this, but I'm saying like, like this. This this aired. This didn't air at like 10:30 p.m. This is this was like on like like presumably during the daytime. So it's like, why is this like low quality commercial for a high a highfalutin nightclub? This bad looking. <laughs> yeah, but it worked. People probably showed up. It's like, what the hell? I just I just need to go to this place where people look this ridiculous. Bruce and his like bro friends are like watched it like that that afternoon before going there. Like, dude, we should go to that club. And then like Bruce like points to like, hey, you see that girl there? 
I totally did her. No, you didn't. Okay, but I dated her. Well, that's the thing, because Bruce Wayne clearly would have seen that commercial and thought, this, it's a good idea for me to go to this club where, like, known criminals are. It's, it's like, the hell is he Oh, actually, I don't think he saw the commercial, because, like, Selena, like, was like, oh, no, I'm a partner here now. Like, so I guess he would have known that had he seen the commercial. Like, Maybe yeah, Tommy yeah, Elliott he, saw the commercial. Cause, yeah, cause with, with his like, new actor. Yeah, because... Because he was surprised. <laughs> I need Jonathan to see Crane's more of that. A new actor too. Like everyone, everyone's taking those poison ivy chemicals and like <laughs> coming out a new actor. Ah. Oh, hold on! Scarecrow's coming back as a new actor too. So. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. yeah that's he's he's I mean. currently that's just in, in, in his uh, Pokemon yeah. <laughs> The Pokeballs of new actors. Yeah, like. <laughs> Jada Pinkett Smith, you gotta bring her back. Like Jada Pinkett oh, Smith gosh. comes back as, as like Carrie uh, Washington for some reason. <laughs> I was going to say Angela Bass. The Sirens and their club. And then Bruce yeah. was there. And then you saw, like, the Bruce and Selena-ness. The Bruce and... Yeah, that... I, 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 and it was I just like, like Catwoman number one. <laughs> oh, my God. No, God, oh, oh, they're babies. Why would you do that? I'm being a dick. But they're not, like... So I didn't need that mental image. I'm going to jail. And Cameron's also like 18 now, so like when I saw her in that commercial, I'm like, okay, like they're sexualizing her, but they're not like sexualizing her, if that makes sense. Like she's not like you know, it's not like poison ivy. <laughs> yeah, like she's not like poison ivy, but like it was like weird. I'm like, uh, she's 18, so like, can they? No, that was fine. In these situations now. I mean, I had a question about that because how old is Celine Kyle in this show? They gave her age last season, I remember, during the whole Treasure Hunt storyline, and I don't remember what they said. Because you don't remember the Treasure, line, the treasure Hunt storyline? Because, yeah, because that storyline fucked. <laughs> I'll bleep it out. That storyline sucks. Like, you know, like... Wow. <laughs> the Crystal Owl. And when the light shines on it, it reveals the map to the other Crystal to, Owl. To, the, to like, and the, then, like, like the, the fighting hellfish bonanza. And, and then, like, Selena's mysterious mom, like, showed up, and, like, oh, yeah, that was... <laughs> I enjoyed lots of things about Season 3, but, man, did Season did. 3 have some, like, you know, waste-of-time storylines? Like, <laughs> At least it wasn't Mad Hatter. But, um, like, 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 like I think... <laughs> He'll that, be back, too. I think that, like, um... Oh, please don't. The, um... Please. I'm sorry, Jan. He, he is coming back. Like, that's confirmed. Uh... He's in a storyline at the end of the season. <laughs> I feel like... You guys can hear me, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been hard to talk tonight. I'm just, we, I just want to cry. Um, the thing is that, like, I mean, yeah, the commercial was sleazy, but like, I think that that's the kind of the joke. And there's, and Gotham has been sleazier, so like, I think it was kind of arch, can't be like sleazy. So <laughs> I, I mean, it's very questionable, and it's like, how did Tab, how did, how did Babs twist their arms to do that? And like, I like she says, I told you this was a good idea. It's it's like it's such a cartoon. So I, I thought it was fun. <laughs> well, and Tabitha says you're never getting me on camera again. Like that was Tabitha's problem, being filmed, not being filmed. Like in that ridiculous getup, not the script, not the hair, not the sexualization. <laughs> what did she, she have? Like, like a plot where all the ca- cameras were were you know gathered at that one club? <laughs> I don't know what that was. Like it's. It's kind of one of those things where, like, she's so far removed from her original storyline where she was, like, part of this, like, death cult that was supposed to sacrifice Bruce Wayne. It's like, oh, yeah, now she's a nightclub owner. Like, <laughs> I totally forgot. She was, like, a part of some weird religious death cult. The answer might be no. Her. Are she and Babs implied to be, like, together again or not? No, they're uh, just working together. Yeah, I don't get that sense that they're together that way again, especially after like their reunion at the beginning of the season. Um, I mean, it's, it's been so much distance that I, I, I don't, I wasn't aware of anything. 
Yeah, yeah we, we've had a lot of breaks. But yeah, I like the Selena Bruce scene. Uh, the Barbara Jim scene was... I, I don't know. It's like... I Batman still sh- I ship them, but I only ship them because of, like, continuity. Like, like there's, like... There's that... There's that <laughs> you ship part them for the time. ferocious sex that, that Fox will never show. It's like... Well, it's, um, <laughs> all I know is that... Uh, I ship them I because love, Barbara Gordon oh. needs to be created. <laughs> Go ahead, Jen. She doesn't need to be created in this continuity. They can always, you know, nice. have have a child mutate into Barbara Gordon. If they turn the yeah, room. like they'll just uh, they'll just throw Peyton List into a um, <laughs> into some other thing, and then she'll de-age into Batgirl. It'll be fine. It's cool. Or that she'll turn back into computers. Claire Foley, who looks like Barbara Gordon. Like, <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll, yeah, you'll, and then Jim will um, no, Babs will. Uh, Adopter and then marry Jim, and then they'll, they'll both take Jim's last name, and then she'll become. You'll have a blonde I character. Gordon. You'll have a blonde character with furry eyebrows say, I like computers. And you're like, Oh, it's awesome that Barbara is becoming Oracle. And it's like, But this is not Barbara Gordon. <laughs> I'm going to throw up. Um, okay. Anyway, wow. Um, so just type back. Yeah, yeah like, anyway, I like please. that seeing them together because I do ship them, but only because, like, there's the part of my brain that wants like the original continuity timeline to be just you know restored and because like i still have an attachment to the barber king character because the summer before the show started i like went down that rabbit hole of like the mystery of her creation because there was like arguments online about it at the time between one person who was claiming he was her creator and like you know warner brothers saying that like (laughs) yeah warner brothers say no you didn't create her and then like you know like, I literally, like, I spent, like, weeks, like, looking through these comics where, like, Commissioner Gordon has this, like, unnamed blonde wife and, like, stuff like that. And, uh, <sighs> good times. But, uh, yeah. As, but it, it also makes me sad, though, that he's, like, so mean to her. She's like, oh, Jim, you know, I'm good with all my exes. Don't include me in that. But, like, I can't say that I blame him because, you know, I don't know. She did try and, like, It makes you sad. <laughs> we hated her character in season one. Yeah, but no, it, was a, it, he, it was a love. He hate. loved her character in season one. Go back and listen. <laughs> He's loved her consistently since the beginning. <laughs> Jan and knows. his excuse is always, "I did like two weeks of research on her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm attached now. I'm like emotionally attached to this character and her success." Yeah, that's it. Like, that's it. I just I went and read all of her like two pages of stuff. And now she's my J.W. Cortez. <laughs> Look, he was in several issues of Catwoman. Don't I know, even... I know. That's I know. true. Alvarez appeared more times than... than... Well, it's funny, too, because, like, last year I was like, well, the ship has sailed on them dating. But then, like, both Ben McKenzie and Aaron Richards says, I don't think it has. I think that there's still a chance that they'll get back together. And They're I'm like... trolling the shit out of you. <laughs> They've listened to the podcast. They're like, he's going he's gonna to troll us. We're going to troll him. No, they're trolling the shit out of like everybody. I mean, because they they know they have to know I mean, that they have this, a child who's back. At this this point. Gordon has has slept with his ex fiance's husband's kill uh, a sister who his husband who he killed like like so technically <laughs> he has slept with his, his uh, ex's husband's killer because he does sleep with himself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what well, way to round that about around Jan. Nice circular logic. You're welcome. <laughs> Technically, he sees with himself. <laughs> yes, in, in his bed that he has at his home. Yeah, he, he doesn't um, think from Science of the Lambs in the Mirror. He's like, I me. 
what did you think? What, 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 no, what did you think of the Jim and uh, Barbara like reunion scene? I thought it was fun, actually. I mean, it felt like old school Barbara, like old school season opening of season two, Barbara. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. She had she had the crazy face back because, like, for the whole uh, first half of the season, she was like very zen and very chill. But like this episode, she's like, "Hey, ha, her." I was like, "Dude, you're doing the weird faces again." We, we were you're doing good. Eye we, and doing, stuff. we were doing good the entire first half of the season, and then her face had a stroke, I guess, in the middle of the scene. <laughs> Mm, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. She 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 wasn't acting like this. Now she is totally like 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 season three. Bar Babs Babs, uh, Keen. Yeah. Um, I actually didn't think about. Yeah, that. because she was all zen at the beginning of season four. Yeah. Like and like and then, like Aaron Richards was telling me about summer. Oh, Barbara's changed, and we think that Jim might be surprised. <laughs> yeah, Barbara hasn't changed. Then she went back lie. into her gestation womb, like 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 Poison <laughs> Ivy, and became a. a her, really, the same listen character. to that Comic Con interview. She's like, Barbara's changed, and we think that Jim will be pleased with the change, and maybe it's how they'll get back together. Like, yeah, that happened. Yeah, she trolled you. Yeah, she was trolling you hard. <laughs> Why does the cast troll me? I've been nothing but nice to them for all these years, and I've never made fun of them. I mean, I don't, I don't think that like probably it's because to- you like swing the comics around so much, and they they should at this point have an idea of what fans want or like what fans expect. Fans don't know what they want, <laughs> like um, comic book fans anyway. So I mean, um, I mean, I'm not um, saying that they sit around and like Google what people say, but like you know, things get to them. I don't think Aaron Richards had seen those comics because when I showed those to her in Tribeca, she was like legitimately surprised. I mean, they're golden. Although she's like, how could she? <laughs> she goes to the you know dime store all the time. What I was gonna say is that um, um I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility. It's it's nowhere near the outside the realm of possibility for Jim and her to sleep together again because that's what we were talking about. But like, it would be interesting for her to carry a baby to term and give birth to his his child. Like like that takes. That takes like, to, to, like you know, obviously that takes commitment. But like, she would not be able to raise his child and like you know live a normal happy life because she's a crime boss. So, what would bring her to that point? And is that is that, is that the point where we're recast like a like a soap opera? I don't know. I mean, like, I, um, I would have thought if they were go ahead, Jen. If the penguin can have a son. Oh. Yes, that's all I'm gonna say. Like a beautiful, perfect child like Martine. It wasn't his, it was Sophia's. It was his son. Sophia was just Yeah, it wasn't him. Sophia's son. It was um that was an orphanage. But Penguin wanted nothing to do with it. He just kinda used him for me soon in and then like he fell in love as a as a as an un- unforeseen consequence. Yeah, he had a son. I will fight you. Don't yell at me about that. I watch the show. <laughs> I will fight you. He was like one step away from like adopting him. Penguin Robin. Well, and he'll he'll be back. That was revealed in the interviews. I'm so excited. I can't believe yeah. bringing that character back. <laughs> I feel like this entire. Well, no. There's. I mean, in in fairness, there is a storyline reason because Penguin's like in jail for his murder. So if he comes back and says, "Hey, I'm alive," like that is the. I feel that's a kiss of death, though. I really do. I feel that, like, he escaped the show, and now that he's coming back, it's like, well, you know, his enemies will see that he's back, so Sophia will kill him, or Gordon will kill him, or... Yeah, I... I don't know. I don't know if Sophia will kill him, because he was, like, she was, like, super surprised when he blew up the thing. Yeah. No, I feel like his storyline was was over until Penguin was arrested for his murder, 
Like I thought that was to say. But um in terms of reunions, um the other one was uh and the other siren was Butch and Tabitha, so we're gonna let Jan talk about that one first because <laughs> I was so excited he just turned around, he's a city there, just like yes How did he get in there? <laughs> I don't care. Magic the magic of my shipping love. That's how he got into the room. I willed him into the room so they could be together. There. Mystery solved. <laughs> and I was like super happy with that. He's all like, I love you. And I was like, yes. And then she just stared blankly at him for like 10 minutes. And I was like, this is, this is fine. This is fine. I do agree with Josh. Where it's like, you know, I love you, Tabby. I, I, you know, I never lied about that. And he's like, and now I must go. And um, she knows where to find him. So, so it wasn't. It was that kind of yeah. thing where, like, um, I don't know if, if at the time they wrote the script, they knew where that was going. But um, uh, for me, I, oh god. Well, I mean, I was just going to say that, like, um, actually, you know what? I'm going to keep my mouth shut because I, I was going to yeah. say that, like, I was going to say that, like, you know, previously I wasn't aware of how intense their relationship was, but then I got shit on for 40 minutes by the two of you, so I'll I'll just clam up and say I'm wondering where their relationship. Was. I kind of just felt like it was him saying because you guys are like yeah it's like i love you goodbye and i'm like well you know she just stared at him she still can't say it i mean she clearly has these feelings she she did a shit ton of stuff to get him back to the way that uh get him get his memory back because she clearly has feelings for him and yeah he can talk He's a talker. When he has emotions, he talks about them. And she's a doer. She displays how she feels. Um, so that's like two different ways. But also for me, that whole scene was more like, hey, I got my memory back. I remember I love you. And then, like, of course, that's just him letting her know that it worked. And then she's just, and I feel like she wasn't thinking that far ahead. She's like, I just need to fix him. I just need him to remember me. I just need him to love me again. But she didn't really think of like, oh god, now I have to do stuff. You know what I mean? Because this entire, like, um, during the whole other season, she had the buffer that was uh, Babs in between them. Because she was like, she was using like Babs as like a reason for them not to really be alone. And then she was finally going to go off alone with him. And then Babs shot him in the head. And then she fell back in with Babs, which was like a familiar thing, even though she didn't trust her or like her. It was a familiar trap to fall into. And then she sees Butch and she has all these emotions, fixes him. And then it's like, what do I do? I don't know, because like she was saying, like she doesn't know how to. She she knows how to do. Lo- she was saying that in um, interview that she knows how to do like loyalty, but she doesn't know how to do like love. So I feel like she's still figuring it out. To me, that that makes sense. That's impressive. I'm impressed because that that is. Um, I I just feel detailed. like she was. I feel like she was just taken aback and like surprised at everything, yeah. and just needed to process it and didn't know like. But, I mean, I, I made fun of that scene because it's like, you know, I don't know. Like, I feel like Butch was, like, walking away, like, but you can't be with me because I'm a monster. Even though, like, he's the same yeah, as Drew Pow. His that skin too. is just bleached and he has an extra hand. Like, dude, you're fine. You don't have three eyes, you know, or, like, anything like that. Like, you know, 
as but long you also as you're have to remember all the stuff that he went through. He's not human anymore. Is he though? <laughs> <laughs> Is he human where it counts for Tabitha? <laughs> Only one way to find out. <laughs> let's let's pop open that that chalk white. Tonight's the night. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think uh, I, Tabitha would have a problem with that. I just think it's he's not very comfortable because he died and came I, back. I guess, but like, yeah, because like she even like made out with him to try and like get his memory back. So like, it, it's clear that like she loves him, he loves her, and I, I made fun of it because it's like the Marvel Silver Age where like people will just like find reasons like not to be together. And I mean, I'm sure like, it, it's it probably has to do with status too. But I am waiting for him to like status. I was waiting for him to. Status as in, like, you know, he's in the Narrows with Nigma and, and oh, Lee. Oh, come on. The... That's weak. Like, he can just, like, uh, walk out of there. She was eating out of pizza boxes in a tiny apartment. Yeah, like, w- 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 what I'm saying is because of who they're allied with, like, status. Not, like, money status, but, like, because of who they're allied with and, like, territory. Oh, you mean allies. Yeah, well. I, I don't the... buy that for it. That's not realistic to me at all. Well, it's, Donovan, it's not a very realistic show. I mean, I mean, I mean, when Jen was getting into it, it, it was actually making way more sense than I can't, I can even imagine the show thought to kind of imply in it. Like, I was like, that's a very detailed kind of like categorically uh, uh, consistent, <laughs> which with the means characters. that it must not be what the show did. Well, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. mostly because it was based off the interview. Um, because when we had that whole argument with you, we you found that um, article. Where she was like, well, she doesn't really understand what love is at that point when we were we were coming at you. Um, but like after that whole season of stuff, we're just sitting there like, I mean, well, and on. he's he's also still figuring his shit out because yeah. for whatever reason, he's pretending to still be Grundy to like Nigma and Lee. And uh, so, I mean, why is he pretending? I don't know. But I mean, I think he's just taking this all in and. It's easier. He he has an advantage up his sleeve if he plays dumb right now, as yep. opposed to revealing himself. So there is there is that. Uh, but I want to see yeah, how that plays out. I I, I would have liked him to say, "Why are you still with Barbara?" Like because it, that would be my question. Like I don't know. Like if I, <laughs> I don't think he felt it was important. If I was murdered by like. Stella and you guys knew that and then like I came back from the dead and you guys and I found out that like you two and Stella like opened up a nightclub together first of all I'd be pissed at Stella for murdering me but like you know well, so it's, it's probably... like when, when Gordon said to Ed or, or to, to Leslie like why are you with Ed she's like why not and he didn't say because Kristen Kringle he just uh, Kristen Kringle framing me for murder making us break up our engagement the and then you miscarrying as a result of that which made you get together with Mario bring Mario back here, and then the Alice Tech virus thing happened, you almost destroyed the city, you know, maybe because Nigma caused all that. Oh, Jim, that was ages ago. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what would Mario say if he could see you there? Does he know about this? Jim, stop for forgetting me that Mario's dead. <laughs> That's our favorite, well, it's, it's one of our favorite jokes in the show. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> uh, but, uh, uh, never mind, I forgot what I was going to say. Go ahead. I mean, are we done with Tabitha and Butch? Um, it was like a five-minute scene. <laughs> I really yeah, do I mean, like the really fact that you did bring Butch. up that he is continuing to... He does have a lot of stuff for himself to figure out. And I kind of feel like 
he's um, pretending to be dumb because his memories are coming back jumbled. So if it's simpler to just act as Grundy than try to pretend that he can um, not pretend, but actually reveal that he's uh, Butch again and he got his part of his memories back. And I think he's just trying to get his footing. And then one of the main things, like he said, one of the things I remember the strongest is that I still love you. And he just he just had to tell her because... He loves her so much. <laughs> I wonder if he still has his strength or if he has to be dumb to have his strength, which I, I know is a stupid question, but like. No, that's a legit question, though. We haven't seen him do anything Grundy like esque. Yeah. So. And, and his voice was normal, too. Like when he talked to like uh, to Tabitha, he wasn't he didn't have that like weird like vocoding voice that like Grundy has. Like, uh, which. Is, he didn't have yeah. that in the episode at all because he just kind of grunted when. No, but, um, but, but I remember when he would talk to Ed, he like his voice was different than it was as Butch, which is why like when Ed addressed him in this episode, he's like, "Are you okay?" He only like nodded because he couldn't talk. Because if he talked, then he's going to sound like Butch, and Ed is going to be like, "Oh, I think shit. he said yeah." Yeah, oh, okay. Did, did I, I, like, I'd have to watch again. He, say, uh-huh. he said a guttural yeah. Okay. And then he left and he goes like, I'm Butch Golzine. And says, I am the fastest man alive. <laughs> <laughs> he said something that, that like, implied that he wasn't, he wasn't like brain damaged. <laughs> I, I, I want to mention also too. Uh, he, he, likes, he like speaks up while like Lee and Nygma are talking. If I may say so, you know, Dr. Tompkins and Mr. Nygma, you know, the best way to solve this problem about the killer from the Narrows is not to draw them out through an elaborate ruse. At, Grundy, what did you just say? Uh... I mean, I'm hungry. <laughs> what were you saying, Don? I was going to say that, like, um, in like you know, Tommy Mazzaro's cameo when he like you know stopped by the set that day. Um, I mean, did you guys notice that his, his voice was deeper? I mean, not not that like it sounded like he was kind of like putting it on a voice, but he didn't sound like he normally does. And I thought that was. I think he cool. was trying to like give off more of an air of confidence and authority, and when you do that, your voice drops. He, I mean, he's I, being I bratty, Bruce. I, yeah, I, I think that like he was trying to sound more kind of relaxed and confident, and as a result, his voice sounded a lot deeper. And I'm wondering, I mean, I mean, I think that was mostly put on, but like it sounded, it, it didn't sound like he was like like grunting to, to sound that way. So I thought, I, I don't know, it was it was an interesting acting move that I thought that he did that I was I was interested in. He was also drunk, so that could yeah. just be his drunk voice. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I've not been drunk, so I don't know if your voice deepens off to ask my brother. The other, uh, I guess, woman on the show, yeah, Lee, uh, I, I like to reunion with Jim, and it's it's interesting that, like, they've been kept apart this whole season, except for, like, that dream sequence in the Scarecrow episode. Like, they have not, oh, like, true. been to Gisso. Uh So, like, that, that's why I said this episode was, like, a reunion of exes. So, um, uh, Mario jokes aside, I thought that that was, like, a perfect reunion, you know, like considering like what they've both been through. And, uh, uh, Marina McCarran does not think that they're getting back together. Like she said in like multiple entries that like way too much has happened between them that like, there's no way that they can like get together, smash cut to them, like having sex. But I mean, it's, it's been since like halfway through season two. So it's not like they were always together, <laughs> but on. it's weird because I, I still feel like they're like, because even when they weren't together in season three, I still feel like that was like, what was driving Jim this like, will we or won't we thing with Lee, you know, like him being jealous over Mario and stuff like that. Like I never felt like the show took the Valerie Vale romance seriously. And 
even the Sophia that thing. wasn't a romance I don't know what that was but it wasn't a romance it was I need a partner because I can't live alone and okay you're a good lay yeah will you ever shut up wow 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 <laughs> like that was so forced yeah and she's she, it's, season three was such a schizophrenic season because like you think like I think back at some of that stuff and it seems so long ago but it was only a year I'm like oh yeah Valerie Vale was totally a thing on the show but like there's like no trace of her now like she's even more like nonchalant than like Alan and Montoya like it's well at least you had a send off scene for god's sake yeah, yeah it, 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 at least like because yeah, when I was at the Tribeca thing, we were talking about that with the other reporters, and they were like, yeah, they just, like, completely ignored Jamie Chung, and she disappeared, and I was like, but, like, they broke up. Like, it's not like she worked at the GCBD, and there was, like, a reason to have her around after that. Like, they did break up, because, like, Gordon got her shots, you know? Yeah, she straight up, like, I'm out. <laughs> you have fun, homeless cop. Like, <laughs> you've seen the inside of my home. Yeah, I have. <laughs> and yeah, the home that doesn't exist anymore. Um, we're getting off track from the episode, which is oh, you know, are we? <laughs> yeah. Does my that own, happen? Does that never happen on this show? My own damn fault. Well, we haven't been here in a while. We're like getting this like all out of our system. So like, it's yeah, true. Like, the, the lead. What did you guys think of? I guess like Lee this this episode and her reunion with Gordon. Go ahead, Don. I started last time. I mean. Uh... This is my least favorite part of the whole episode, and it's not like, you know, Gurr, Leslie, oh, sorry, or, whatever, started. Uh, or whatever. It's just, um, I, re- I I hate how they do, you know, the people of the Nerys. And part of it is just kind of their conventional cliche, oh, you know, the people of the Nerys, we have our own code, and, you know, we're like, you know, the street urchins and the Morlocks and all this kind of crap. That is not, I mean, it's, it's so unoriginal that it's not as though Gotham had this idea and went with it. That's not the Narrows in the comics? The Narrows don't exist in the comics. The Narrows were an invention from Christopher Nolan and David Goyer. But, like, um, it's, this, it's, it's this idea of, like... Not the know, Narrows, the East... No. East End or something? Com- Gotham has... It has Crime Alley. It has The Hill. And that's really it. I mean, the Narrows... No, there's a place where, um... Oh, my God. Catwoman comes from there. I don't know. Uh, I, I know what you're talking about. Like, yeah, it's like the east side or something. Yeah, because it's like the east end is your area. Like he straight up goes, to, uh, Catwoman. The east end is your area. You you scout. You take care of that. And that's where like you know Crime Alley is and uh, Park Row and etc. Um, and, and it's the slums, and it's a place. It's a place. Okay. Well, my point is is that. This is supposed to be kind of a very impoverished place where, you know, justice doesn't really happen. And, you know, it's a a place basically with no hope. It's like Suicide Slum in in Metropolis. And I've complained about how, you know, kind of the the poor and the alternative and sort of, you know, the kind of, you know, kind of like like, like Gotham's shadow in terms of its population are characterized with these sort of like kind of trendy leather jacket wear and just like kind of like, you know, rocker people. And it's not just... <laughs> the I mean, Lost Boys and Rufio. I mean, there's there's a lot of things going on here, you know? Like, I feel... I mean, and I'm not going to... I'm not going to give you guys like a preview of an essay I was going to write about it necessarily, but like, seriously, I mean, like, it's 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 like, you know, like, like, like uh, what are you going to do about a doc? Oh, she's going to get pushed back. This is dangerous. And it's like, you know, there's not a lot of people of color there as well. So it, it, it feels this sort of like, 
this this the artifice of Gotham, the show, feels the most plastic to me in these type of scenes. Where she's like, mm-hmm. so, you know, we need to we need to stop, you know, criminalizing each other and and uh, stand our own two feet. Yay! It, it, I was just like, oh my god, this is just it's not the it's not the worst Gotham's ever been, but it's really it's it's forced and like fake, and I don't like it. Um, it was interesting seeing her meet Gordon again because just because it happened, not really the meeting itself. It was just because okay, that's that's happened now. Um, but a lot there was like there was like two or three scenes of. You know, Leslie Tompkins kind of being this sort of like, uh, kind of just this savior character for these char- for these you know quote unquote poor people who look fine to me, quite honestly, until they don't they, until they don't need to. That it, it, I just found it very annoying. Um, but you know that's not really in the pain of it. So it it was it was what it was. I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know what happened this episode. I was just staring at her like your hair is so flat compared to everyone else's <laughs> those i don't like the way her face is shaped when her hair is that long and straight i like it better when it's like a little bit curled or you know because her face is kind of boxy so just having it straight kind of makes her look more severe is that Patricia I mean, Adams here, yeah but she, i mean she's still gorgeous she will always be Oh my god! But like the the softer curls that she had at the beginning when she first came in, like the the wave hair, but the shorter cut was much more nicer, much more nicer. <laughs> Stuff has happened to her since then. <laughs> I know, um, but yeah, I know that they're trying to give her like a hard edgy look, and it's. To me, it's not working for her. Uh, she could have done the exact same thing. She could have just pulled her hair back in a ponytail and just in more like a a rough um, tomboyish look with like maybe a blouse and some uh, jeans or something. Like, yeah, shut up and sit down. You can still do the same thing. You don't need to have like all that. Uh, what she's how she looks. Um, I do agree that they do look absolutely ridiculous. I don't know why, how, I honestly don't understand how all these poor people are, um, affording leather because Uh I can't afford leather and I have a job. Uh, (laughs) well, I could, but then you'd have to like, they steal it from people like Alfred, you know? Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I did, I did like the, what she's trying to do. Um, I honestly wasn't paying much attention to the crowd because they all seem like <laughs> generic fodder. So it's like, oh, look, there's this one guy who's talking and then you have like, you know, the whole stormtrooper thing where you're not really paying attention because everyone looks the same and it's a dark room. <laughs> um, what else is there? I did like her reunion with Jim. And... But I did find it kind of weird, and I'll tell you why. Uh, the last time you see them together, she's trying to run away with him and like says that she loves him and everything. And now she's like, yeah, screw you. Well, she was under the influence of like the blood of a psychopath's magic sister at the time. Yeah, but all it does took- is... Um, remove your inhibitions though and reveals who you really are mm-hmm. 
I mean, it makes you the crazy version of who you are, but she loved him and wanted to be with him, and that was yeah. what exposed. I don't know if that's what it did. I, th- I thought it just kind of made you an intense version of what you I don't, I don't think it made you like, yeah. like the real person. Yeah, well, I mean, because it's not like Barnes would have, like, killed people. I mean, it does remove your inhibitions, but I mean, I think that, you I mean, know. They, they said this is who you really are, but that was like, kind of like, you know, drunk, evil people talk. I, I didn't really buy it. I didn't really buy that. Well, and- yeah, but then why would she even like go to him? Like she has no reason. Like it wasn't like you killed my husband. I kill you. It's like no. It's all like we can be together. Here, take this and be who you really are. Well, because, and, yeah. she, because she's sober now, and like she realizes, like yeah, she loves him and she wants to be with him. But she knows that, like now that she's sober and clear-headed, like there is a lot of baggage there. It's not like Tabitha and Butch, where like yeah, nothing is to stop Tabitha and Butch from like you know running off to Milwaukee right now. You know, like what but. Is I don't know. It's 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 a made up tropical paradise, you know. Oh, okay. uh, like like nothing's to stop them from going, you know, like they're like no one's engaged to anyone else. No one's in like, you know, any like secret marriage or something I mean, I, like I, that. I don't or... really follow any sort of like in, internal logic with the Alashtech fires. I think that like um that entire mm-hmm. thing with Lee in last season didn't make any sense. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I don't think there was any logic towards it. <laughs> but yeah, so but like with Lee and Jim, like there are things keeping them apart. It's like, you know, like the stuff that Jim did, like that, that the, there's that, and the stuff that, and quite frankly, the stuff that Lee did too. Like she did destroy a city, she did bury him alive, she did, you know. Uh, in the like, name of love. Like it was in the name of love, <laughs> but it's like you know, she probably like she can't look at Jim without like being reminded that she like released this virus to the entire city. She can't look at Jim without seen the guy that she buried alive and honestly she probably can't look at jim without seeing mario to a degree mm. and you know I, I think there's less baggage for jim because you know he's always going to be a homeless cop so like he doesn't care you know like he sees dead body he sees dead bodies all the time but he was like it's... super homeless this episode <laughs> speaking of jim and his love life you know i do love like just to remind us like that there's other plots going on like sophia like tries to call him and he like Looks at it like ah, oh, this shit again, and like it's ignore. Like, <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she did. All uh, his girlfriends were in this episode except for Valerie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Peaced out. You know what? Yeah, she she, she doesn't have time. She's in the X Men like shows right now or something. Like my favorite thing is that she's. <laughs> I know Morena is like um, Brazilian, but like. Uh, <laughs> Jamie Chung is like the most ethnic out of every woman he's been with, and she peaced out so quickly. <laughs> she saw where the wind was blowing. Yeah, she's like, nope. Uh-huh. <sighs> yeah, so <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I do wonder this is going to be a stupid question, and maybe I'll be proven right in the next episode. But I wonder if like Sophia is still sleeping with Jim as a power thing, even though like her plan's been revealed, like. She does He's it not learned his like... lesson yet about that. Look, look. I mean, she's calling. Homeless him. sex is homeless sex. But he's like Samson <laughs> he at this point. Like, he just night. doesn't learn. <laughs> um, oh, Jim. Yeah, we haven't talked. What's the source of your power? <laughs> I'll never. T- it's my hair. Like, um, I thought there was an episode <laughs> where he, where he, where he like turned her down. Yeah, he yeah, did. But, the, but, but then they kissed in the next episode with uh, Martine watching right after he yep. turned her down. Yep, yep, yep. I'm, I mean, because right now he's completely emasculated and she's controlling him. And I, I wonder if she's doing that just to like twist the knife. But I mean, I guess we'll see in the next episode. That's that incredibly appears, hot, so. though. 
for Juno. That would make her like incredibly sexy to me. I'd be like, yes, yes, yes. I I'd watch that movie. Uh, we are almost two hours in. Um, we have to talk <laughs> about <laughs> we have to talk about Alfred. And his, like, storyline, which, 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 to be honest, that was, like, one of the most least interesting parts to me. Like, oh, no. Will we ever solve the mystery of who killed the waitress? Spoiler alert, it was her abusive boyfriend. The show's not that stupid. <laughs> no, that show was like, yeah, we know exactly who did it. We're just going to go after him and then reintroduce someone you care about. Yeah, and then um, uh, what, what else haven't we discussed yet aside from, you know, Bullock and Alfred? I, I think they might be the only two things. I mean, Nigma, you know, like... Oh, and the really toy maker. Yeah. We could talk yeah, about re- the toy maker because he's an actual. That was like the shortest cameo of an actual um, official bat character <laughs> I've ever a seen. For his kind. From oh, what I understand, yeah. he his only prior appearance is on the Batman cartoon and Arkham. Was he in the Arkham game? The game. Thank you, because the toy maker and the toy man. I, it's crazy that like yeah. the exact same character, but different like. Uh, yeah. civilian identities yeah so in the ford focus saga like there was like you know for the aunts who doesn't know there was a thing in like the second season it was where they mm-hmm. did this because like they always do these ford focus commercials and sometimes they have storylines and like the one in season two was Corey michael smith is like getting all these riddles and he's trying to figure out with the help of his trusty Ford focus who's leaving these riddles for him and why and at the end of like the final one he finds out that like Oh, he has a split personality, and he left these riddles for himself. Mwaha. And like, you're really downplaying that, but so- yeah, Corey Michael Smith was insane. That was the answer to that that, that commercial. Yeah, and like that's that how was, he like, got into thing, character. Like, like, who hired you? Don't you remember? It was you. Then he sees himself in the mirror. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the Ford Focus like saga. So you know what else guess- it is? Yeah. It's the split he had right after he killed Kristen Kringle. Like, remember he left parts of her body all over the place for him to find? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And now he's trying to kill another woman that he's in love with, which is, yeah, like, (laughs) I'm still processing this whole Lee Enigma thing. It's still weird to me. Mm -hmm. It's, It's starting to grow on me a little bit. Like, and when I say grow on me, as in, like, I don't necessarily hate it, but I don't necessarily like it now, which is better than I was before. Like, I'm more like indifferent to it as opposed to before where I was against it. But like, yeah. Uh, Nigma. It, it, it's also weird for me how like after like Gordon being like, why are you working with Nigma? Like one scene later, he's like, good work, Nigma. I always knew I can count on you. It's like, wow. I, I, I'm sorry. Like, no, this guy ruins your life. Like, yep. Ruins your like. Again, like the show always it, does it, that. Like, like they, they have no, this show has like such amnesia from like character dynamics. <laughs> I, I guess like if you're in Gotham, you just have to like get over like whatever petty differences you have. Like, what was that like, thing oh. he said? A, a toy maker. That's so Gotham. <laughs> With like a bemused, you know, look on his face. I, like, oh. I hate it when people say that's so Gotham, like, because th- that's happened a few times in the show. And like Bruce said, like. Even if they don't, even if they were the Cardas, who cares? It's Gotham. But, but, but like, you know what? That's true though, because it is Gotham. Gotham's not a verb. Like, <laughs> it is now. Also, that's a noun. I guess. Stop trying to make Gotham happen. It won't happen. Like, it's happened. <laughs> what are you talking about, Josh? <laughs> this is the prequel story. <laughs> it's happening now, and <laughs> the movies and comic books. No, <laughs> I don't mean happen as like a city, but happen as like an expression. Like, oh, like that's fetch. The most- 
Like, that's the most Gotham oh, thing I've ever seen. Happen. Or, like, Toy Maker, so Gotham. Or, like, Bruce being like, it's Gotham. Like, okay, like, stop using He's the not TJ Detweiler going tender. He's not trying to, like, make up his own word. TJ Detweiler? <laughs> wait, wait, what? I Who's have that? no idea what's happening either. Is that smart I'm... guy? That was the recess. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I didn't watch that show. After my time. I've been doing a rewatch He's of that. He's a smart guy. <sighs> so old. Compared to you, children's. Apparently, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I think you're older than me. You're not. <laughs> yeah, like so. Nigma toy maker, another Gordon murder. What do you think of that? Before we close off with Alfred and Bullock, because like, good, good lord, this is going I mean, long. I mean, I'm not even sure why we're we're like being to talk about it now because like he did this exact same thing in like the Professor Big episode. Like he's gonna kill the kid. Get the. F- Oh, why? Like, 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 like GCPD. Here's where I just like shoots him. Granted, the guy legit pull a weapon on him, which is at which I'm like, oh, you didn't, you couldn't do that to Alexander Sadiq, you know? And then like the show's like, shut up, Donovan. There was no time. <laughs> he stood there and said, "Bruce, tell me what to do." Okay, and then I'll slash this kid's neck. And then Gordon was still like, you know, GCPD, as though he didn't have any bullets in his gun. I really did like that. Um actually kind of like that the split has come back i think it's an interesting thing it's to me it's kind of fun um to see him be able to like play two different characters i just like watching him in general i think he's a fun actor to watch because he's clearly enjoying himself when he's like especially when the riddler came out in the mirror and he had like um the big hat and like he was being like super fancy and stuff i was like oh look at you you get to play that character again where he had to like be kind of um not so flashy I mean, he was, like, dressing up as a penguin and, like, acting out, but he wasn't, like, the Riddler, you know? Um, and I really do like the Riddler as a character in general, so I, I did miss him. Um, and I just... I, when Jim came around that corner, shot him twice, dead in the chest, walked over, checked his pulse, and said, damn it, He's I was dead. like... I was like, what the hell did you see? How are you a detective? How how did you get your job? I just... I shot the guy who interviewed me until he gave it to me. It's just... Like, that is the exact moment. I paused the video. Uh, I paused the show, and then I went to the... Um, I texted you on Facebook and said, how is he a police officer? I just, my brain shut off in that moment. Um, I did actually like all the fun toys, like the, um, the fact that he had so much detail inside of the toys. Um, I also did like the fact that the Nutcracker had a machine gun arm and that there was an adorable robot bomb. Um, it was like a lot of fun stuff. I mean, it. See, this is the kind of fun stuff that I like versus like random dog dude in Ben's episode. I don't know what possessed him to write a dog dude. He brings. If you listen to the Tumblr episode, like he brings that up in the like, and at the end of the episode when they do the cast Q and A, he's like, "Yeah, in my episode, I had like a weird dog guy for some reason." Like he doesn't even know why he did that. Oh, okay. That makes sense then. If he doesn't know, and then we don't know, it's fine. 
Everything's fine. <laughs> Marina Bacaran's like, this is the life I chose. And she takes another swig of whiskey. <laughs> like, <laughs> she did choose that. That is a thing that she chose for real. I thought the son was a nice choice. I wonder if he's going to become a villain later to avenge his father, because that's usually how this stuff rolls. I promise I'll bring your father back alive. The same promise I gave Falcone on his, on his, his son's son. wedding day. <laughs> about yeah. bringing his son back alive. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, as long as it's a promise you've made before. Yes, and I've always kept my promises. Uh, don't ask Falcone about that. He's dead. <laughs> well, you oh, can't ask Falcone about it because he's dead. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay, so the last thing that we need to speak about is the Alfred murder storyline in Bullock. Okay. I honestly don't have that much to say about either of them. Like, it's Bullock, you know. I, I do like Bullock saying, like, haha, you know, like, you need help to clear your conscience, you know, like, well, <laughs> I'm out, you know, I'm not a part of this show anymore. I, I, I do think that, like, the part of me that knows the way that the legal system works is like, yeah, Alfred, like this isn't just wrapped up. Like you did like resist arrest and like run away from people and like beat up some people. And like, are they just going to take like Bullock's like word for it? Like, Oh, uh, this guy confessed or something. Like, I, I still feel like this would not be tied up in a neat little bow and maybe it won't be maybe in the next episode, this is still a thing, but I feel like this was like supposed to be it. Like, yep. Alfred's name is cleared. And even then, like, I feel like there wouldn't be enough evidence to arrest Alfred. Like, there's, like, no DNA on him or anything like that. It's like... Yeah, they had his ring. Know. Yeah, but was it... Did Alfred have the ring on him or something? Or I don't remember. It's the his still... SAS ring. It's specifically from his time in the military. But he didn't have the ring with him. Yeah, because he beat the woman okay. and it came yeah. off his finger while he was beating her. Is the whole the whole idea? Did they recover the ring? I forget. Yeah, it was in the baggie, okay. the evidence bag. Okay, well, yeah, so, so that is enough. So forget I said that. <laughs> you weren't paying attention because you weren't interested. Don't worry, I got you. No, I, I it's I saw this episode on Monday when it was on the Tumblr thing, and then all I did was like I watched the scenes that I missed because they kept us upstairs to interview the cast like at the beginning of the episode. So um, <laughs> I haven't had time to rewatch the whole thing since then, but I, I did rewatch like some of the key scenes and some of my favorite scenes and some of the ridiculous okay. stuff. But uh, I mean, I did see it, but it was almost a week ago. Okay, um, I did really like that. He got a love interest. I was like, oh, how cute. And then her, he noticed a bump. I was like, oh, no. No, no, no. And then he saw the boyfriend, and then she got in the car with him. I was like, oh, my God. Then he picks up the ring, and I'm like, oh, are you kidding me? Can you telegraph this any louder? And then I knew that she was not going to come out of that. I knew it for the moment he picked up that ring. And the next scene you see her dead, I was like, yep, 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 yep. And then I didn't expect him to, like, ninja out like that. I don't know why. <laughs> um, but then he, like... It must be out. something about being homeless that makes you violent. Because this was, like... Alfred's always been violent, but he was just, like, very trigger-happy this episode. Like, well, first of all, he's worried about a son that he lost. Um, and he's out on he's out on the street. Um, what is it? It's very stressful. He's homeless. Yeah. And he's not he's not Gordon. He's not like, you know, 
Oh, and then, of course, there was that whole story about how uh, Thomas Wayne saved him, and now he's back in the gutter uh, like he was before Thomas Wayne oh, saved him. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. So he's doing all that violent stuff again like he was. So Yeah, so he's backsliding, count. and then he meets this one woman who, like, I mean, everybody, like, accepted him after he ran into that building, but she was taking care of him before that. She was very sweet to him, told that guy not to bother him, um, and all that stuff, and... Um, he remembered that like she was very kind because the last kind person that he was with before was Thomas Wayne. <laughs> so that's extra. And then of course there's a the whole thing where he like started to fancy her because, you know, she clearly liked him. Um, but then he totally noticed that shiner. So he knew it was like going to be like a thing. And he had, you knew the moment he saw that in his head, he's like, if I ever see this guy, I'm going to take him out. Cause you know, she's such a good person and he just, he couldn't stand for it. So of course he attacks the guy. Um, and then he attacks the guy, his ring comes off. The guy picks up the ring, takes out the woman because he's a piece of shit. And, uh, yeah. And he was like, you got to think about it, though. I mean, like, the way that he is, and he has the skills. To, he's got a particular set of skills um, that he decided to employ to not just clear his name, but to get uh, revenge for that woman. Because he knew he was going to go to jail. He probably thought, like, okay, well, I'm going to go to jail. Um, so if I'm going to go to jail, I'm going to go to jail for real. For yeah, like, like, he went to that bar and just beat those people up. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was planning to kill them. That's a good point. He's yeah, like, because he's I'm like, I'm already for murder. I might as well do it for real. Yeah. Um, so Man. then Bullock came out and then kept him from that. And then, um, of course, Jim is like, ah, okay. And then the alibi was rescinded, and they're like, yeah, whatever. I don't feel like doing the paperwork, and you're good to go. Because cops do actually do that. It's got who's who's no no also the person who was pressing the charges or like trying to confess and everything there was nothing to hold like they could have held him for twenty four hours but that was about it there was nothing to really charge him with resisting arrest is up to the police officer whether they want to do it or not it's not like mm. oh god well and it's it's also some like well he's our friend and I I think Alfred might be joining the cops because like I saw pictures from like upcoming episodes where like he's in like a uniform ish type thing but i don't know yeah i also like that we can actually <gasps> then he'd be a homeless cop oh god uh no he'd have a job and he'd hash it out and have a home um <laughs> he'd do it the right way <laughs> exactly hey alfred now that we're co-workers how about having a sleepover oh very good i'll come by your house around eight. Oh, i was thinking we could do it at uh your house this time and maybe make it a whole guy's weekend you know like i could sleep over the whole weekend and uh i mean monday is a holiday so i'll probably stay that night too and you know i'd like to stay for the week yeah you know and then they start dating Mm -mm. (laughs) uh what's the other storyline is is, isn't this the final one Oh, well, I mean, both part of the Alfred storyline. Like, he was Yeah, we can just thing. transition right into it because, um, no, what yeah. was it? I didn't even Yeah, finish yeah Don, if you don't have any thoughts on Alfred, Don, like, we're, we we can go to. I mean, I haven't heard Don in. Uh, oh. I, liked, I, I liked seeing Alfred, like, I think it was before, like, like, the whole Gotham title sequence, what little it is. 
where yeah. they're kind of running to the the the, the, the explosion. Because mm-hmm. uh, it's it's kind of cool. See, I mean, of course, Gordon's a cop, so that is legitimately his job. But like Alfred is like, it's not even like he's saying, "I have nothing else to do." Shrug. Like he is like, "Okay, I better I better do something about this." That that was kind of heartening to see. Um, yeah, there was like a strong look of determination on his face before he ran into that building. Yeah, and it's, it was kind of cool to see kind of people uh, recognize that because you don't kind of see that from you don't tend to see that from yeah. Gotham. Um, yeah, the moment that. That woman had like 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 more than three lines of dialogue. I knew she was dead. <laughs> um, yeah, it, you said it, that too. You're like, oh, she's not gonna die. Like, even before, it's like, oh, we're using the bruise. It's like, all right, here we go. Um, so it was disappointing how predictable that was. Um, I don't know. I thought maybe like that was just gonna be a place that he started to go like for a bit, like maybe one or two episodes, like another episode. I wasn't expecting her to like die until I saw that stupid thing on her forehead. I think I think that was kind of like you know for for the people who thought that the. Uh, the not Christian Kringle plotline was way too long, and at three episodes, this is like, well, let's just get to the point here. Um, you know, we, we we have the refrigerator right here. We better use it before you know the power runs out. Corey Michael Smith said to me, "My dear, with them, he said two Chelsea specs down and one Lee Tompkins to go." <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh, um, it's true. His do die. I did. I did. I did like the offered plot though, as. You know, as kind of like um, not so much laborious, but just kind of by the numbers as it was, because Sean Sean Pertwee is very charismatic, and I, I feel that like I, I've never heard him be this particular kind of angry before. Uh, so that, yeah. I, I, I like I like that plot. I mean, say what you will about its um, utter predictability, and it's probably yeah. the most predictable plot line here. But I did like it because Sean Pertwee is charismatic. Yeah, no, I really enjoy. I like the plot line. I just. I mean, you knew it was going to happen, so you had to watch it play out. But it wasn't like—I mean, it wasn't like enjoyable to watch because it was a woman who got straight up murdered. But um, it was really well done. It was like you know when you watch John Wick, you know how it's going to go down. But it's really well done. I would—I would—that's—that's I would, that's more terrible than I'm saying. But I think that like it's just Sean Pertwee's cool. That's kind of yeah. like, that, that kind of carries it. Yeah, but also uh, Bullet came in at the end, so that really tied that up mm-hmm. nicely with the, the it's weird that, awesome. that alfred and bullock are on a first name basis He's like harvey what are you doing here like that's not master bullock that's 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 interesting well they've known each other for a while they've had adventures together have they that's not a first oh no he called him harvey he called him harvey yeah oh i'm sorry i'm just used to calling him bullock because you know tas yeah me too because when i hear harvey like i, I actually think of harvey Dad bullock yeah the same. Man who made, who looks like an unmade bed like that's that's what he said in the anime series so it's like harvey my closest friend in the show it's like sure 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 <laughs> uh i really did like he's not a butler anymore too. he doesn't have to call anyone master and master is only for children really no it's not yeah <laughs> You call like you call ma- children master, which is why he keeps calling him Master Bruce, and why Bruce gets really pissed about it at some points in the Where'd comic you hear about book. That I don't think it's only for children. <clears throat> to wiki because because like uh, in in the Avengers comics, Jarvis calls oh Master Stark, Master Rogers, Master. Here's why Alfred I mean maybe calls maybe, maybe that's the writer's misunderstanding. Master. Like you know the way that the master thing works. Like man, maybe that is because because it, it, it's also like you know he calls him. Is the implication that like he always sees Bruce as a kid, which is why he always calls him Master I, I'm Bruce like flashing back to like Downton Abbey. Where, By the like, time uh, they go out in society, adult men should be called Mister, not Master. Master is for upper class children in British that's society. That's why Michael Goff says Mister Wayne. Okay. I mean, that's not been yeah. consistent in the comics or in, in most media, so. Yeah, but um, 
that I is one of the things. I'm wondering if he did it in the golden age now. It's one of the things. What? I mean, like maybe in the beginning they just thought it sounded like what a butler would say, but um, I guess like as time progressed, they just realized uh, he always sees him as like the same child. Like that's actually been explained in comic books in canon. Where so, like, before, <laughs> you can't just be- say be- that. Before, like, where has that been be- explained before, in comics? In before canon? 1986, Alfred didn't come into Bruce's life until Bruce was an adult. Because because he carries on that he carries on that crap with the other characters, like 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 uh, Miss God. Gordon which Master one Bruce did I read? So of course, um, you know, I read everything after New Fifty Two. In the um, but like he he actually goes. Oh wait a minute! You know that's not, that's not going to have any sway with me, though. It's not in New Fifty Two. It's in that book I gave you. The manga? No, the book. Not the graphic novel. Uh, the book I gave you. Like oh, he gets oh, really oh, angry about being called Master Bruce. He's like, yeah, you need not, to stop calling anymore. me that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, never mind. I, I I mean if this if we're gonna have a conversation about this I don't really that might be a real world reason how butlers are after but but I think pop culture has demonstrated that to be a different kind of understanding that we, we don't have to like necessarily say this needs to be played by this sort of rules but like in terms of like character consistency you know Gotham chose it this way and other things have, because even in, like even in Justice League like there's a deleted scene where he meets Superman he says ah oh, Master Kent like you know this Superman's like 35 years old so like. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily. Yeah, but he's he's maybe, uh... maybe, maybe like culture has like misinterpreted like how butlers yeah, are supposed I, to sound because like a lot of average Americans don't have butlers. Like it's true because butlers I've never are had a butler. Do you, or, do you ever have a butler, Don? No, we're not that rich. Um, you have a maid though. We don't have a maid. Do we we, really? we have like a a, a like monthly house cleaner, but like um a monthly <laughs> maid. <laughs> I, I I just think that like I think um, it's interesting that like realistically Bruce would not be called that because I, I do think it's interesting that like um, when the movie started calling him Master Wayne that's an interesting title but I think if we start saying well he should be calling he shouldn't be calling them that anymore for certain things because some instances do it some instances don't if we start applying it realistically I think we'll get into trouble because it, because I really like that though that he still sees him as someone he has to protect and look after so he calls him master instead of mister like i felt that was more of like an affectionate thing not a oh sure that um, makes sense yeah because that's how it was like explained um it makes sense I forget, where did i read that i read it somewhere it wasn't just in that book but because but like but like um at the same time i know that he just got pissed in the book because he was still really young in it uh, um I, was he older in the book he was like he was like middle age i think he's like in his 40s but like um was he I, yeah I, I think the whole point of it at least initially was that he was getting older but like um at the same time, again, like he he, not every character that he interacts with, but like enough characters, like he calls like you know like like Master Richard and stuff. Even though like Nightwing is like you know easily his late twenties, <laughs> yeah, but he's still like a son, a child. But I mean, it extends to people he, that he, he didn't names. Really he calls all the kids Master. You notice that, well, you know, and you know, they all Ms. remind Barbara, him of Bruce, um, like little Bruce. Miss Cassandra. Um, it, I think that it's it's the writers don't go into going into the scripts aware of that uh, sort of like um, formality when it comes to younger people or underage people I think I think it makes sense with Bruce and with, with the Robins but like I think at a certain point it is kind of just his yeah, if he's calling motive. anyone else master they're not they he has no reason to call anyone else master because they're not his his um, he doesn't work for them yeah 
Yeah, but so, and now I'm just trying to think of different instances, like like where you like you know, has he called Gordon Commissioner Gordon? Not not the Gotham show, but like in, in the comics and other stuff, has he called him Mister Gordon? Has he called him Commissioner Gordon? Has he called him Master Gordon? Like I don't I don't remember some because uh, I feel that like uh, the the '60s show he did that to everybody. Like he he did like you know, um, it was always like Miss Gordon or um, Miss Miss Cooper. How did he call on Harriet? <laughs> Um, Why are we going into females? Females have different titles. But that's kind of a sim- similar situation, though, isn't it? Where it's like, wouldn't it be different from adulthood to like um, to ch- ch- children? Uh, miss and mistress. Yeah, I know that. I he's think mistress th- is only like if he if uh, Talia got married or something I, married uh, him, a mistress. I know that he's definitely like, like referred to them formally in the sixties. Oh, there's shows you know like, like it is what it is. But like, I'm feeling he may have called her Mistress Barbara as an adult. But whatever. I think it was just like Miss. I. Uh, I mean, I mean, I, I have. Excuse- Those are mostly titles just uh, reserved for family or your whoever's paying you. <laughs> well, I think. I mean, the the point is that like, I don't think that 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 uh, Alfred has been consistently adherent to the real world reason why you call so and so so and so. And uh huh. Initially, uh, it is because Master Bruce he raised him, so he sees him like a son. But I think that, like, there's been enough instances where it extends everywhere else. So, like, in here, it's not even so much that he's not, not saying Master Harvey, but, like, he's referring to Harvey as Harvey. It's that's strange to hear. I'm I don't saying, know. It's, not, it's weird, but it's, it's just it's, it's interesting to the ears. I think it's because we're just so used to him being, like, super proper. But this is, like, a former soldier. He was down in, like, I don't mean, like, um, who recently, just very recently, in like the last twenty years, became a butler, but he didn't have like the formal training like uh, the other. Um, this Alfred, is Alfred very did, whose um, whose dad was also a butler for the family in the Redcon of New Fifty Two. Um, well, that, that, that was that was a, a pre-crisis as well. The whole okay, okay. Yeah. I just, I just, that's all I know is because they have like a whole um, the backstory, yeah. Yeah, a whole backstory for his father in it, and it's, it's like, oh, this is cool. Uh, and I like that. I like that backstory. Um, but this is different, because I, I actually like the idea that, like, he and Thomas were, like, legit friends. It wasn't, like, a, like a family debt. So I thought I thought that was actually kind of a... I really like that 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 wrinkle into it. So, like, he's raising his son as, as a debt to his friend, and now yeah. he feels even older than, than he might. Um, yeah, and then he felt like he failed his... He failed his um, his charge, and he failed his friend, and now he's backsliding back into the streets, and now a woman is dead because of him. I mean, I feel that with her, it was only it just a got real dark. I wonder if like Alfred had not left, if not mm-hmm. had if Alfred had not left well enough alone, like would that woman still be alive? But at the same time, Alfred no, didn't I'm, not, her, I'm not. I'm like, not blaming a, a this on Alfred. Yeah, yeah, it would have taken a little. bit. I feel like it would have been taken longer for that to happen. Yeah, but like. A murderer is a murderer. Like that guy didn't choose to become a murderer because Alfred was around. Like if he was a murderer, he had it in him. And if he was yeah. beating her, she could have wound up dead sooner or later anyway. But is that what he's thinking? No, but who? who but who's who made him judge your executioner? Like uh, no, no, but Barnes. <laughs> Look, Barnes is flawless. Did you see how sharp his axe hand was? He chopped that woman's head off. He's flawless, you say? Like. Randomly in the middle of the police station. <laughs> he, he spared Gordon for more. I, I don't understand. I did like that Harvey did call out um, Jim at the end and said, Yeah, f- you. I'm not doing this. We're not doing this. 
This is the this the world doesn't revolve around you. You're not the main character of the show, Jim. He is. Yeah. Back. It's called Almost Cop. And then Jim is just sitting there like, what? <laughs> Jim is sitting there like this feels like season two all over again. Basically, oh, God. <laughs> I do. I do really enjoy their dynamic, and I do love whenever they come across each other. Um, now that like I do love that they butt heads a lot, even though like in the. Yeah, I just do love that they butt heads, and uh, because mostly everybody always goes along with whatever Gordon says. Um, even the villains go along with, like, pretty much. They kind of always jive in the same line. I mean, I know at this point he's being puppeted by Sophia, but like, you know, they're on the same course. And uh, what is it? Uh, what is her name? Babs, like, was trying to get him to kill um, Lee, but she was like, you know, I, I don't kind think of Babs. Showing... I don't think Babs really thought that that was a possibility. I think she was just like having her own private joke. Like, no, like, I'm pretty sure was... she knew it was a possibility. Have you seen him just shoot guys? And she said, you know, <laughs> she like, first asked questions was... later. But yeah, like, she did. Surely he would recognize Lee. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, the doc is disguised as Lee. In our continuity of the show, he form. doesn't recognize Mario. So, like, um, one yeah, thing, exactly. One thing we didn't mention that I, that I, I want to, I mean, we've referenced it, but like, um, Lucius Fox and sort of like the, the Emmy. Yes! And oh, God, I kept trying to bring him up and I kept forgetting because you guys kept talking. Um, we did. Um, like, like, like when, when, the, when the corpse blooms into all those flowers that like you know poison ivy's victims tend to do <laughs> he's like yeah Lucia this is says, like the fifth weirdest thing i've seen on the job Lucia says like, fascinating yes i love him you love him <laughs> okay <laughs> i mean that's just weird to me i don't think there's anything that lucius can do that will make me not love him and then we watch next week's episode <laughs> no but i go ahead he thought that was because he's like he's very um, cerebral uh-huh. so of course if this is happening he wants to know why so he's like <laughs> oh this is the puzzle that I can solve it's not like I mean the guy's already dead so I mean he's seen monster men like yep. magic viruses and stuff like this Raptor is claw females yeah he's like you know what Whatever, like that caves. He, I'm gonna be honest. I thought that, I thought that was ridiculous. <laughs> I'm not saying that like. Yeah, that, so like, did I because you it's, and I are it was human. It was but, like Lucius has like lived in Gotham for like years, so like he's like he's desensitized to this stuff so much. Yeah, he lived through the Gotham apocalypse. Yeah, like <laughs> his coworker shot a dog man. You know, like, yeah, that's like, true. Like a, a few months ago. Oh, he also. Let me see. He lived through the Maniacs. He lived through uh, the Monster Men. He lived through um, the other one, the Tetch Virus. Um, he lived through the licensing. He lived through that entire Riddler episode. It was weird logic, though, because you're saying that, like, because he's gone through all these ridiculous storylines, he would enjoy seeing something new he's desensitized that's like what it is no he wasn't it's it's not that he enjoys seeing the the death but it was like oh look at this new thing that i can solve sort of thing kind of like a sherlock reaction Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
That's what it felt like to me. It felt like a Sherlock reaction. So when he's like fascinating, I was like, ooh, he gonna science some shit. I mean, it was straight up Spock. Cause that's 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 literally. I mean, they even they even, in 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 the the what Gene Roddenberry wanted for Star Trek was for Spock to say fascinating to everything that looked scary because it, it was yeah. new to him. And so, like when I when when Lucius Fox behaves like Spock, it's like he's behaving like a Vulcan, which is like to me that that's that's that signals an incredibly attractive. It, it, it signals an inhuman reaction. Um, uh, I don't know. It is very human to be attracted to morbid things. But that's not... <laughs> you know, I'm going to shut up. Forget it. It's, it's not worth it. But you remember he's an innovator and a scientist as well as... Um, and he also does bio work, which is why he's working at the uh, GCPD. He's a... He's a He's not just working on computers. He's not just uh, putting pieces of the puzzle together because the police can't actually police there. But he's also like uh, working. He when he first went over there, he was the medic, the med lab guy. I thought that he was, was a crime scene investigator. No, he was the med lab guy because he replaced um he replaced Lee when she left. Didn't he show up at crime no, scenes and investigate? No, I, I I think that Lee. <sighs> Did no, he like, replace Lee? Yeah, yeah, yes. he did. Yes, he did replace Medical Lee, that's examiner, right. that's what I'm looking for. Right, because I, I was trying to remember. Cause I he was, was like, never in a coat or anything like that. Yeah, no, you he just showed up to wear and a coat. he just... Uh, that was yeah. just Lee's costume. Yeah, because she was pregnant. Oh, yeah. And I didn't believe her. Yeah. There were there were so many characters in this episode. This is like almost like a two and a half hour podcast. <laughs> yeah, but they all had like... There, there's something to say about all of them. Yeah, there, there was a lot of meat, and this was a like getting to know like the characters again, and like you know. Wait, stuff did we like... see Penguin in this episode at all? We didn't. We didn't. Oh my and god, we saw like they... everybody but Penguin. Oh right. Oh, and um, Sophia. And Sophia, yeah. But like the whole like everyone whose name is in like the main cast was there except for Sadiq, um, Robin, Lord Taylor. And um, Crystal Reed. Yeah. She was beautiful and so beautiful. That was, you know, Pieces of a Broken Mirror. Next week's episode is... A Beautiful Darkness. Try laughing now on an all-new Gotham Thursday, March 8th on Fox. Ivy, guest star Peyton List, tracks a secret project on which Wayne Enterprises is working and begins to target anyone that can give her information. Meanwhile, Jerome, guest star Cameron, Cameron Monaghan, Begins becomes obsessed with Penguin and Arkham. Also, Gordon begins to second guess his deal with Sophia, and an unsettling dream sequence shakes up Bruce. And an all-new, a dark night, a beautiful darkness episode of Gotham airing Thursday, March eighth, eight to nine p.m. Okay? Eastern Pacific on Fox. I laugh because of that line in the promo. Gordon begins to second guess his deal with Sophia. He begins to like wait a second. Maybe bringing Sophia to Gotham wasn't a good idea. After all that, he's like, hmm, I'm starting to wonder if perhaps I might be possibly making a minor mistake here. What yeah. do you think, Bullock? <laughs> Back to bed, Sophia. All I wanted to really talk about was like, um, are we doing the promo already? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about the our predictions in general. That- that man's face was in a puddle in the middle of like a carnival ground, and then now it's grafted back onto his actual face. I'm just like, uh, how disgusting must that have been? 
Ugh. I would think it'd be somewhat healed by now, but I don't know. Like, <laughs> I'm not a doctor. No, I mean, but they they pulled it off the ground. Well, I'm sure that it was sanitized. I would hope. What part are you like, talking about again? Well, you, We're you, talking you, about you're talking about face. Jerome. Remember, his face got punched off, and it was in a puddle on like the ground. <laughs> so, so, so like she's bothered by like how unsanitary that is. I'm like, oh, I'm sure they cleaned it. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, sure. like I mean, they just put it back on, and it's got like chunks of like gravel. But in also, there. skin skin does grow, so like maybe that's. New but if, skin. if it's dead skin, the skin doesn't dead skin doesn't grow. No, it was they off said his that they were going to reattach it to his. They said once they reattach his face, they said that specifically. <laughs> Can you re- reattach limbs? Or I'm sorry, not limbs, skin though. Sure, I don't know. I guess. I mean, <laughs> is there any real world precedent for like? Oh, actually. um... I forget what it is. I think it was like syphilis or something back in the day. And I, oh I learned this from the um, the Nick, which is like a Showtime show or something. And the, the lady had syphilis and then her nose fell off. So what they did is they tied her hand to her head and they put the skin from her arm onto her nose and they built her an artificial nose. And once it like grew into it like together... Like it healed together, they were gonna cut it off, and then like cut um, seal up the wound on the arm because it was gonna be covered by her sleeves anyway. Because it was like back in the nineteen thirties uh, or something. I don't know. Um, and uh, they were gonna like just make sure like the lay it over like where the nose was missing and build a new one, but it would grow into that. And also, what they do is. Um, I had a friend who got blown up by a pipe bomb and a huge part chunk of her middle got blown out and they took the skin from her thigh and put it there to cover up the area and uh, patch it up that way. Well, that makes sense because that's like, you know, using kind of like live skin to kind of go go towards another part. I mean, I feel that like, I I mean, they could always explain it away, but like, it's like they um, took. Yeah, the skin was off for like a couple of hours. Was it a couple of days? I mean, like when like that guy was running around with it. He's. I remember he stapled it back on, but I don't know. Um, yeah, <laughs> we're trying to like figure it out. We'll have to watch it over uh, again. Uh, Some of these know. images have been in promos in the last like few weeks, and there was one a few weeks ago where like Don like noticed like the like fake Batman thing, and he called it Bible Man, which like sent us down a rabbit hole of like watching old Bible oh, Man Jesus. episodes. Yeah, have you, have you seen those, Jan? No. Yeah, geez, geez, yeah they're, they're crazy. <laughs> the, oh, that's the, best... the one thing that bothered me. It's like the weird bad voice that he was using. <laughs> that wasn't Dobby when I was talking, was it? God, I hope not. That would be awesome if it was. I don't know, like... <laughs> <laughs> Christian but yeah, Bale if, thinks if, if, if you have time to watch, like, old Bible Man, like, it apparently goes through, like, different eras of, like, quality where, like... It's like a high tech like Power Rangers S kid show, or like it's also like a PBS like Barney the Dinosaur type show. Like it, it just that show struggled to find its identity, and like because Don pointed out that that guy looked like Bible Man, it sent us down a rabbit hole a few weeks ago. Yeah, that, like uh, I'm still not entirely ready to climb out of either, but um, I've heard things about the dream sequence that like it might be like a future type thing. Of like where these characters are supposed to end up in the future, so uh, oh, I'm looking like forward to that. End. Yeah, maybe. 
Or like, or cool. like, basic, or basically like that episode of Smallville where like Clark goes to the future and he sees like how he's yeah, supposed I'd, to be. I've never watched Smallville. <laughs> well, that's why I watched three episodes of Smallville, <laughs> but they had a um, shirtless uh, Arrow guy, Justin Hartley. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, without a shirt. <laughs> I don't have much else to say about the promo or the episode copy. I look forward to seeing next week. I want to see what. Uh, I just like watching Jerome, to be honest. I mean, I was like whatever at the beginning, but he's genuinely having like tons of fun. So I like watching mm-hmm. people enjoy themselves. <laughs> yeah, uh, his episodes are really good. Uh, so um, it should be interesting. I I'm in. I'm excited. It, 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 it could go down south, but uh, we'll see. <laughs> also, I want to see more Penguin because I missed him. Yeah. Well, and I'm excited because um, it's just nice to revisit these characters again and, um, you know, to kind of get back in the swing of things. It was a fun break, but now it's back to adventures with all of our homeless friends. There's only one homeless person. Well, two homeless people. Two. <laughs> two. <laughs> Shh. Don't correct me. <laughs> Well, possibly Two. three, because Ivy doesn't really have a home. She's squatting. Yeah. <laughs> Just wind three up back in that barber king. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So until next time, this is Homeless Josh. This is Don. And this is Homeless Jan. And you've been listening to the Gotham Chronicle podcast. Now there's no reason to ever be alone in this city again. The Sirens Club is back for the passion. Ladies drink for free whilst men... Don't. The Sirens Club is back. You'll like it. It's nice. TCBD? No! Why not? Oh, God, it begins. It begins. You think Bullock would return to the JCBD? There's just what's wrong with your voice. Why is Enigma talking to some guy in an alley? JCBD! Oh my god, he's dead! I I literally, that's what I typed. That is exactly what I typed. How is Jim a cop? How did he become a cop? We haven't murdered us all. (laughs) Uh, I told Don about that after I saw the screening, but I didn't put it in that uh, in in our little group thing because I know that you don't like like spoilers. But like my very like first thought when I like saw that screen was like Don, the sirens do a one nine hundred porn commercial with giant Charlie's Angels hair. It's really weird. Like you put that somewhere where I could see it. I was just in the like. What? I don't. And then um, I saw the uh, clip on Facebook from the Gotham page, and I was like, what's happening? <laughs> it's like, even thought, weirder in the no, show than, than, like, than the clip that they used. Because you exaggerate. So I was like, oh, okay, whatever. And then it happened. I was like, oh, God, he was he was not joking. <laughs> You'll like it. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> we should do... Gotham Chronicle, like, like, <laughs> like, like, now you'll have a podcast to listen to every week. The Gotham Chronicle podcast is back, and Jan's like, you'll like it. It's a good podcast. No, I should, I should do that because I'm, I'm like the least enthusiastic about the show. 
Yes. <laughs> Say what? I'm, I'm listening to our podcast. Yeah, Jan, Jan's got the perfect voice for it. Like, I'm the least enthusiastic about Gotham, so I should be Selena. And, like, you guys should be, like, like, like the girls listen for free and the boys. No. <laughs> You'll like it. For free and it's the play. <laughs> oh my god, you're like, we talk about comics. <laughs> it's fun. Or we make comic comparisons. Like, I, mean, I need, like, images for that. Like, is there a screenshot of, of, that, of that commercial? Yeah, so I'm at Tumblr headquarters, and I'm just finishing interviewing Ben McKenzie, and, like, they're telling me to wrap it up, so, like, you know, could, like, his agent is, like, trying to get him to talk to as many people as he can, so I didn't get to ask him, like, the goofy questions I wanted to ask him, because I was totally going to ask this time about the whole smoking thing that you wanted me to do, but I didn't Oh, my Jesus, you're just... uh... There's a reason why I didn't do the goofy questions, because of the situation I told you about with Fox... I'm trying not to like look like a doofus in front of Fox. I don't care if I look like a doofus in front of Ben, because he's a doofus who forgets his freaking pants. But like, you know, I don't want Fox to be like, I'm not going to give like access to these people who are asking Ben McKenzie about his smoking habits. So anyway, like they're leading but me out. But you're not asking room. about uh, smoking habits. <laughs> but go okay. ahead. So they're leading me out of the room, and as they are, I turn the recorder off. I wish I had kept that recorder on so badly because what happens next? I turn to Ben McKenzie and I'm saying, oh, by the way, you and I, we used to, you know, um, we campaign to the writers to try and get Gordon to have a home. And then uh, (laughs) and he says to me, yeah, I know. And now it's gone. And I'm like, wait, what? He's like, yeah, they took it away from me. They tore it down to build, you know, Sophia Falcone's townhouse. And I was like, what? And he was like, <laughs> he was like, yeah. And I like, he sobbed. I'll always be homeless, homeless cop. And then, uh, <laughs> sure, sure, he said that. No, I yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The rest of the story. We still, we still don't have evidence of him saying homeless, homeless cop yet. <laughs> I'm working Allegedly. on it. <laughs> so, I, my, my Facebook profile page. He says, he says it to Marina at night. <laughs> <laughs> Call me homeless cop. Stop saying that. <laughs> no, seriously, when he like shot that guy, I was like, oh my god, he is the most homeless, homeless cop. <laughs> <laughs> Such bullshit. <laughs> the, day is, the day is saved again. <laughs> Worship me, Nigma. Oh Worship me. Dead. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, he's dead. Nigma, did you see the son of a bitch that did this? Like, um, my my mirror Excel. <laughs> uh, so so like I, I leave that Tumblr room and I immediately open Facebook Messenger and I'm like, oh, I'm telling Donovan and Janice right now. I'm like, you guys, Gordon is homeless again. And like on that DC and DC special that I did, because there's two. There's the one I did with you guys, and then Ben and I did a longer one that had all the other interviews for the main feed. Like Ben was like throwing shade at me on that one. He's like, you're so insistent on the homeless cop thing, Josh. He has a home now. So like I text Ben and I was like, he has a home now. Guess what, Ben? He does not. They tore it down. What do you think about that? And, <laughs> and he said, mom, Josh is being weird. <laughs> mom, Josh is texting <laughs> me about homeless people again. Like, <laughs> like what do you mean again? <laughs> uh, Josh, this right, is the last this- straw. That's disgusting. I'm <laughs> throw up. Oh, God. <laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> Cut that. I cannot say in the, the, the finish edit. <laughs> That's 
horrible. What? I don't understand what's happening. Yeah, so was Alfred. Yeah, they were they, they were like, you know, <laughs> let me teach you the ways of being homeless, you know. Like. Take me the ways of being homeless. Let's get down to begging to eat. Archow, oh, <laughs> you're the richest butler I've ever <laughs> But you can bet before. We've already, we've, already done the, we've already done the song parody. Oh, God. Alfred, I'll make a hobo out of you. I'm never going to catch We're done voice. here. <laughs> End episode. <laughs> Just kidding. We have like five We haven't even talked talk about, about like, uh, like the toy maker, like Sigma. Uh, <gasps> well, no, this is what's going to happen. Alfred realizes that the only way to bond with Bruce and to get him back from his juvenile delinquent path is he is going to force Bruce to go on a road trip with him. And Bruce is going to be like, no, we can't. I have a big date with Selena. So he has to get out of this big date with Selena. So he tells Selena, who's all like disappointed that like Bruce is itching the date, that he's going on stage to dance with Powerline because Alfred saved his life one time. So that's okay with Selena. So Alfred and Bruce go on Why are we going over this... the Goof Troop movie? <laughs> we have a whole other storyline to go over. We don't have time for this. <laughs> I'm just There's gonna cut always you off. time for Goof Troop. <laughs> I'm just going to continuously cut you off if every time you go off. Oh, no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, I see my commercial was a good idea. Look at all the people who are listening to our podcast. <laughs> you put that at the end. <laughs> right before the bloopers. Whatever. You'll never get me in front of a microphone again. You know, like right now. <laughs> <laughs> their uh, their backs are turned and like like and like uh, Selena is wearing this I don't know what dress. <laughs> Donovan, can you tell those rowdy kids over there to stop? You know, like horsing around. Why should I? Because one of them's your friend. <laughs> Donovan, what are you doing? <laughs> It, it, it's Stella. She's like chugging beer cans. On oh, that'd be delicious. <laughs> Stella, where's Dustin? I fired him. <laughs> That's gotta stay in bloopers. This, is, this isn't like you, Stella. <laughs> Dustin's on the street. <laughs> and, and then and then and then Ben comes in and he's in the body of like an adult man, like dead, like women to fight over. <laughs> You need to go, <laughs> sir. Oh, Rude, but you always were, piglets. <laughs> You're <What>? like, Ben? 